0: Don't
1: laugh! This ain't reality TV! <laughs> I take this! It's That movie's stuck! Can we get serious now? It's the Fortress Film Society on The Chad Duke Show.
2: You know it's a small band you're sampling when it doesn't trip the algorithm. I love that. Isn't that great? A real bad. They got albums. It's nice. It is nice. So small, you don't have to worry about tripping the algorithm, and that way we can have some fun. It's just good to like, be sneaky. Tell you what, yes, you just had some fun, motherfucking Danny Diaz, right at the Tippity Top. Thank hey. you so much, nice. D Man. D Man in the house. I think I was beating the D Man's ass in uh, Mortal Kombat last night. I think I was. You guys got to get in there, man. We have a whole shitload of listeners, and I just beast them all. It's amazing. <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun I just for me. Fuck them up. It'd be a great time for you. You get in there and I kick the shit out of you and you learn nothing.
3: Now I can just get in. And watch sounds like you. doing the cats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh guys. What do you think about the shot the <laughs> <laughs> You scared little mouse. Get under that table before I let the big cat out. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. Yo Danny Diaz, thank you so much for the donation right out the shoot. Trying to get Jester some windshield wiper money. We're going to get Jester some public speaking courses if we get enough donations here tonight. We're going to send them to public speaking school. I love it. Welcome to the Fortress Film Societa. Really good to be here. I feel like it's been a couple of few since we have been here. I am your host, Chad Dukes. Thank you so much if you are watching live on Facebook. Let me check. Is there anybody watching live on Facebook? Yes, there are a few people. I can't say this enough. If you are a Facebook supporter, there's several hundred of you. Uh... Watch the show live. I don't understand. I mean, that's the whole and the whole reason to sign up. I don't get it.
3: I mean, it just maybe it's the evening factor. Could I'm be. not sure. Yeah,
2: could be. But the all the normal, uh, all the all the the regulars are in there. All the norms and the cliffs and all those guys. So the Frasers, when
3: they're all greatly
2: appreciated, they are. They're the best. Uh, Corey's here. Uh, Smoky Mountain Joe, Kim Noah, the uh, fucking MVP of the uh, Saturday uh, shindig down out there at uh, Flygaze Farm is here. Of course, uh, Gigantor, the Hooting Colossus, America's wigwam is in the building. Hello, wigwam. Finally got the uh, popcorn out of my throat. Feeling a lot better. What do you mean? All because you've just been inhaling
1: popcorn over the past few days? Yeah, it was fucking me up all day. Finally got it out.
2: That's why I don't eat popcorn regularly. I get teeth and throat. But it, you get one of those kernels it will just stick somewhere going down the old uh, cum catcher. That's, oh, you know what? That's, <laughs> that's one way to put it. <laughs> Okay, what is it going to take? I got a bonus for you, Tor. Uh, You're going to get a a bonus for your hard work. Okay. But that shirt gets thrown away. This shirt? (laughs) Yep, that shirt right there. (laughs) I love this shirt. Tired Uh, of looking uh, at uh, it? uh, I know uh, at some uh, point it was orange. It it seems to be like a beige salmon color now. Peach? I'm done with it, so it's just—it's it's,
1: my physical ed shirt. It's you a nice what? shirt.
2: You, you physical ed? Maybe that should be another name that we have for him. <laughs> uh,
4: hi there. Okay, <laughs> We can't do
2: special ed anymore. You have to do—you have to do physical ed. Hi there. I'm physical ed. When I'm not wearing old shirts, I have poofy hair. Good to see you, Tor. How are you, bud? I'm doing okay now. <laughs> Excellence. Uh, if you're watching the Facebook page, please hit the uh, like button. We greatly appreciate that. Loud Goats is in the building, fresh off of his performance in the All Star chili cook off goat i know that uh i think neil won the actual contest but i heard dozens of positive reviews uh for your chili at that event so congratulations Uh, to you thank you very much
3: i had i had personal interactions with people who told me that they appreciated my chili quite a bit, and, and a few people, at least a handful, said that they they actually voted for mine. Well, so I, can, I can attest I to that. appreciate that. They
2: did, because when I saw a Monk dump out all of the votes <laughs> and then recount them, <laughs> I saw several loud goat votes, which is still, I think, the most embarrassing thing to happen this week. Yeah, I gave the, the all the slips a, a Viking funeral earlier today. Oh, you let them on fire? Yeah, yeah, that's that's I got for the them best. The, I just had to yeah. get them out yeah. of there. If we ever see him again, we'll know he's gonna <laughs> suss through them again. Of course, King Dingaling is here. The tube as well. Movie Slick he is known sometimes in the cinema community. Hello, Dotson. How are you?
4: I actually go by podcast now because I do oh, a podcast. for the love because, of fucking hell. Because that joke was apparently for someone. You know what? Young people, they don't listen to
3: the radio. They listen to podcasts. Now, they don't just listen. They make them.
2: Goat, there was a character in MASH named Radar.
3: Yes. And what did he do? He could hear things coming from quite a while away. Radar. Wait. Which is weird because that would actually be sonar, but hey. Okay, I'm splitting hairs, but that's that's a it's a forty year old complaint,
2: but it's all right. I hate to always bring it back to Blade 2, but there was a member of the Blood Pack named Chupa, which, if you have known anything about Spanish, means suck, and he's a vampire. So, <laughs> I'm not defending naming a character podcast. I'm just saying that it's it's not the first time there's been a horrible name like that. Exactly. Now it may have been leaned into a little oh bit harder God. than others, but here we are. Look. There's 40 minutes in the middle. We'll get to it. Yes. Um, did you have, Tori, you seem very excited there for a second. Uh, I'm,
1: it, I'm happy to be sitting here talking movies. Oh, that's it? Yeah.
2: Have you seen Ghostbusters Afterlife? I, no, No, I haven't seen that. Well, then how are you going to sit here and talk to movies with us? I saw a good amount of movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. So here's what I'd like to talk about. And then we can kind of get it out of the way who's seen what. Because okay. I, I do feel sorry for the boys, What normally happens is during the week, I'll watch a movie, and I'm like, watch this, too! (laughs) Because I want to talk about it with them. And, you know, I know you guys like watching movies, but you you have lives. Sometimes the schedule does not permit. Yes. Uh, My movie was Old Henry, which I know we're going to discuss. And then uh, Dottie actually recommended uh, months ago, Ricochet, which I finally watched. I'd like to discuss that. Very Um, excited about that. Saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. I would like to discuss that. And I saw, I recommended everyone see Open Range. I know Dodson watched. it. I didn't know mm-hmm. if anybody, did anyone else watch Open Range? I did range? not
3: get to watch Open Range. I did Nightmare Alley instead because we had talked about that Oh, and that Nightmare well. Alley. Yeah, Nightmare Alley is another one.
2: So we'll, have you seen Open Range yet, Tor? No, I subbed okay. that out for Jackass 4. All right, very good. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I watched both at least. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, we'll push Open Range until the next. Okay, uh, no problem. Yeah, Nightmare Alley. Popped up on HBO Max for free. Yeah, it was like a red alert.
3: I had no idea it was coming to HBO Me Max. It was terribly exciting. Did you know
4: that too? I knew like the day before, two days before that they were announcing it was coming out on HBO Max and I think Hulu as well. Kind of. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, because I don't think there were any intentions of that happening. It wasn't. It wasn't what HBO, HBO Max has been doing the last year, which is like. The synonymous uh, release, both in the theaters and maybe not—that's not the right word. Uh, Simultaneous, 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 thank you. Synonymous release in the theater. You're synonymous with dickhead
3: (laughs) Max. Dickface. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not the nom of the day. I mean, we we
4: just what like two three weeks ago on the show talked about how it. Bombs incredibly hard at the box office. I think that was Goat's story. For a multitude of factors. Yeah, and yeah.
3: The, to the point where they were doing an art house re release of it in black and white to give it which, more of an
2: original
4: noir feel. By the way, is, it's a very colorful movie. I don't know why mm, you would do that. It, it is not going
2: to be better for people that watch it in black and white. I
4: don't like that trend. That's happened a couple of times where something. It's it's not better because it's in black and white because most of the time it's not filmed to be in black and white. Right. So it's right. going to just be distracting. Or it's, it's not going to highlight the way that it would if it was filmed in black and white. Which, like, there are modern movies that still film in black and yeah. white, and they look a certain way. Just putting the filter on it doesn't do anything. Right. You adjust the cinematography for the color space that you're shooting in.
2: Pretty yeah. weird, though, and I don't want to get into the whole thing right now, is that we were watching Nightmare Alley, and uh, Tim Blake Nelson has a, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you call it a cameo, but it, it's a, he pops a up part. Yeah, And it ends up being a pretty important part of the movie so that was weird considering what the selection was yeah it took me by surprise for sure yeah i'm not saying we got to do this every week but i would much rather us pick a bunch of movies and talk about them than have to read which easter egg showed up in the daredevil wb show you know i'm not fucking into that anymore and it's very difficult to find movie news that's about anything that I, I think that would be good for us to talk about on the show
3: yeah i i am okay seconding that motion absolutely okay Different. um
2: and then if you guys want to do the bit i know i know that sometimes it feels like um i, I don't want to over communicate with you but if, if you guys stumble across the movie and be like hey this would be good for us to talk about this week that can go both ways also so i just want to make sure those lines of communication are open um, it was my pick, and uh, it was um, 2021's Old Henry, which was classified as a western slash action movie. It clocked in at an hour and 39 minutes, which is um, was fantastic, Dude. solid, solid, right what it needed to be. And um, it starred, it had a very, uh, I would say, interesting cast. And Tim Blake Nelson was the lead in this movie as a, um, and um, Stephen Dorff, I say, was the, is the main antagonist in it there's a couple of different there's not a lot of good guys in this movie i would say that is a very fair assessment there are a lot of degrees of badness uh there's a guy named scott hayes that i I recognize from a couple of things but uh he's a main character uh there is the ubiquitous annoying bitchy teenager which i guess needs to happen in every movie uh trace adkins and then there's there's some other people that are in this uh flick it was direct what's that angst knows no era just, Teen angst has
3: been around forever, and you're going to so find out. Just there's to, a shitty
4: kid in um, everything. 310 to Yuma as well. He's not as shitty as this kid. Yeah, he's not as shitty as the this kid, kid. But the kid
2: is always like telling the dad that's working 20 hours a day to break his balls for the family what a piece of shit he is, and how he wants to go leave and dance in the cabaret. And like I'm like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think this happened back then as much as it happens now. It would have been a lot more slapping around. It certainly would. I, I'm glad I'm glad in this movie, uh, Tim Blake Nelson does slap his kid around a little bit, which was absolutely warranted. Um, the director is a guy called Patsy Ponserillo Ponceroli. I don't know how to say his name. Um, he directed Jay and Silent Bob uh, Strike Back Reboot or whatever that yeah. movie is. I thought Kevin Smith directed that movie, but it seems like it would have been a Kevin Smith yeah. Film, so a lot, to speak. Exec- just, yeah. a lot of executive producing for him, but he, he directed this, and he wrote uh, the screenplay. And this movie um, made no money in the theater. It was released in the theater. It made $42,000. So. That So is not a lot of money at all. No. Uh, that's the backstory. And just a quick, uh, quick uh, whatever it is, thumbnail. There's a, a guy living on a farm with his son. His wife has died, and it is very clear that he is... I don't want to say hiding from something, but he has lived a very interesting life as he narrates at the beginning, and it's kind of settled on becoming a farmer.
3: Yeah, whether he's hiding or not, he has definitely left his past behind yes. to start
2: a fresh life here in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Trace Adkins, who actually I thought was pretty good in this movie, yeah. um, because I've seen him in a lot of like made-for-DVD Western movies, and he just plays the, the honky tonk yeah. guy, but <laughs> I thought he was pretty good in this. Um He's the next-door neighbor who is his uh, deceased wife's brother, so his former brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, and then he happens across uh, a, a, an abandoned horse, tracks it back to a guy that's been shot in the shoulder, finds a big bag of money, and that's kind of where the movie kicks off. Uh, I could not keep it in the my pants about this flick. I love westerns. They're my favorite type of movies. I, I love this movie. This This is my favorite movie of the year so far. It is... I'm debating on the score, but it's one of my favorite movies. I think I've seen in quite a few years. Um, so if you guys didn't like it, that's cool, and we can talk about it. But I just wanted to give the context of I love this movie, okay? and I think it's fantastic, and I, I really want people to watch it without hearing what we're about to say. That is huge. I agree.
0: That is a big
3: key. Uh, About 10 minutes into it, I I just kind of went, man, I really wish I hadn't watched the trailer. Yeah, me too. I wish I I had seen almost nothing about it because I'm waiting for the thing to happen. Yeah. And as we had discussed on the last episode, what I do like is I like going in knowing that I'm going to get the you don't know who you're fooling with vibe, but I also kind of was waiting for
2: the you don't know who you're fooling with part to come to fruition unfortunately uh, the, okay again please if you have any interest at all in this movie, go in blind yes stop yep. this shit and then go watch the movie then you can come back and listen to this shit i i didn't even i i don't think i'm very smart like there's a scene in this movie where they kind of set up this big twist at the end mm-hmm. and i just didn't I, I maybe i wasn't paying close enough attention but when it finally hits at the end what happens and it is revealed, you know, who this person is, I I stood up and, like, looked at the movie and I was like, holy shit. Like, and it's it, it's just a movie. Like, it's not oh, real. Right. But I, I was like, God, they played that so well. And then they throw up a picture of, you know, the wanted poster. Yeah, and, they yeah. throw it, and then you're like,
3: oh, my God, he looks just like him. It's kind of terrifying, actually. Yeah. I, there was a lot of, like, "No, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like.
2: It's uh, it, I said it online. I'm sure you guys saw it. It reminds me a lot of Unforgiven. It just, it, it really, it feels like it. It sounded like it, um, and it. I love Unforgiven so much. I just think it's it's a perfect movie, and to, to to be able to say another Western feels like that movie to me is the highest praise that I could give it. I like the pacing. Um, a lot of the critics said it was an ugly movie. It was real dark. I I thought it was beautiful, like the the setting and the farm and the and everything about like where they were. I, I enjoyed very much.
4: Um, there was a gritty look to it. Very for yes, sure. yeah.
2: It, it didn't feel like watching Tombstone, where everybody's perfectly crisp suits. And yeah, everyone
4: was gross and sweaty and dirty and bloody, and there was like a grain to the the camera. There was an
3: aggressive film yeah. grain in some spots, though. So I feel like in the in the first third of the movie, I was almost distracted by the film grain as opposed to what was happening on the screen, especially whenever the tall grass came around because I was worried that there was something actually wrong with my my set. Really? Because it was just like, wait, is that do I have to like is there noise reduction? Have I do I have a bad stream? Like is this what's going on? But then as I got used to it and it realized that it was part of the aesthetic of the film, I got more ensconced constant. It. it was it was hard at first. It definitely threw me a little bit, but as it went on, I realized this was an artistic direction choice by the cinematographer. Yeah, it totally so, worked for me.
2: Yeah. The reveal is the Tim Blake. uh, Spoiler alert: Tim Blake Nelson is Billy the Kid uh, at the end of this movie. And what's crazy about it is, if you've watched Young Guns as many times as I've watched Young Guns, it's like you kind of always knew the beats of Billy the Kid. But if you go back and you look at it, he wouldn't look like Emilio Estevez. Not at all. He would look like Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. Um, And he's a slight man. And when you you see him doing some things, you're like, there's this giant cowboy in his fucking house you're like well how would this little dude body this guy the way that he is it's oh he's he's Billy the Kid you know he's William H. Bonnie and so a a lot of it makes sense at the end when he comes out and he has the big reveal where he kind of takes off his rancher hat and he puts on his little you know the little bowler gunfighter hat where he's going from town to town and then he starts speaking Spanish to the guy that can speak Spanish um I just the build was perfect like there was enough to keep me going through the middle of it to get to this I love like a good gunfight, like especially a good cowboy six-gun gunfight, is about as good as it gets. And they, they, you know what edging is? You guys know what edging is, right? Um, yeah, I'm familiar. They so. ed, they edge you so hard when, oh, yeah. when fucking Steven Dorf rides up with his 15 guys. Like, oh, it's happening now. It's gonna oh. pop off. Oh, and then, but there's like right, another yeah. seven minutes of them going back and forth. Like, when is it gonna where? when is it gonna happen? And I'm like,
4: please shoot the kid. Please shoot the kid. When are
3: they going to get to the fireworks factory? Oh.
4: I think that the the build works really well because it does have that tease where the um the injured person that's in his house has like the flashback dream sequence whatever of ultimately his interaction with Billy the Kid a long time ago and I think it's that's just a lot better than the reveal is amazing and I think it would still be interesting if we didn't have that flashback the connection yeah but because you're you're watching this, and I think I didn't watch the trailer, but it was pretty clear. All right, this guy has some type of like past. I, I'm sure he's capable of like very violent things. Like the the the, the tone of the movie kind of lets you know. Okay, we're gonna get to some type of eruption. Yeah. at some point, and so that's what I was just waiting for. Is okay, it's gonna be like a, an eruption of type maybe John Wick action or something like that. But then about what 35 40 minutes in, you get that tease, that flashback and now i realize okay how is this relevant who is this guy because now that that means that he is someone significant and that's another layer to you know whatever you're anticipating towards the end
2: well but if you compare it to if you compare it to unforgiven it's almost the exact same plot where you have a guy that is... its He's honoring his his dead wife and he doesn't want to live that way. It's almost the exact same plot.
4: Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was really similar to A uh, History of Violence as well.
2: Okay, that's fine. It's also similar to John Wick. He's got a mm-hmm. big f- trunk full of fucking guns yeah, buried yeah. in his closet, you know? Because <laughs> um, I think that that's what I liked about it so much. We talked about that quite a bit. If you can make a horror movie where are like, oh, I like Malignant so much. Like, what the fuck? It, like, if you can make something where I've watched a million of these and it feels different... I, that's that's kind of the vibe I got from this one. William H. Money was um, was used to its character's name in Unforgiven, and there's no big reveal. But you knew the whole time he's kind of just, eventually he's going to shoot everybody. Yeah. And he did. And, and it's still, to have it Means something when he does it when you know it's coming the whole time. I think that's a very difficult thing to do.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just hanging out. What is it? Uh, Chekhov's gun. Like uh, if you have the gun on the wall in a scene, it, it's it's going to get fired right. at some point. So you know it's there. You're waiting for it. It's almost that anticipation that keeps you hanging around because you're like, wait a second. When is it going to happen? And when it does, how awesome is it going to be? Is it going to pay off, or is it going to be that build? Because there was a small part of me that thought maybe he would you know, start off okay, get the drop on him at the very beginning of the gunfight, and then the fact that Father Time has caught up to him would be revealed very quickly, and it would just end up being—because it kind of had a grim tone right. for a lot of it. I was wondering if it was going to be that kind of uh, happy ending, for lack of a better term. I don't know that we could necessarily classify it as a happy ending, but I was hoping— that we wouldn't get the uh, the dark and twisted letdown of of just he is now an old man.
2: Right. Almost the same ending as Dexter Newblood, by the way. Almost identical oh, yeah. except this was it was way better even though the, the, the pissant kid survives. I'm like it's just shoot the kid and then go back to being Billy the kid but you're 60. Like I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> Billy the not so much a kid anymore. Um when I, I had not I was unaware
3: and after the movie I I did a little looking around and I didn't know that apparently recently scholars had determined that Uh, Henry McCarty was actually Billy the Kid's real, real, real name. Mm. And that even William Bonney was an alias. And he'd had like four or five aliases as he skipped town around the country. They
2: had that. Again, I hate to keep referencing Young Guns, but like he has a thousand different names in that movie as well. They kind of roll through them. It's like a Homer Simpson, you know, like there's so (laughs) many different nicknames. Torta, did you like the flick?
1: Yeah, I liked it. Uh, The big reveal bumped it up a full point for me uh, because, I mean,. How good! I mean, the whole house popped. We yeah, were it, like, "Oh, it was a bro dog night." Full bro dogs oh, on the couch wow. watching this movie, we're jacking like, each other off. We're yeah. sitting here, we're like, "Okay, cool. They're hunting them down. They're hunting them down." You know? Did you um, guys
2: wear your uh, your uh, ski jackets? No, but there was no ski jackets being worn. Well, you to cross country skiing. Yeah. You might as well wear your ski. You were just gone. the ski jackets.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I gotta see this house. I gotta go in there and be a fly on the wall while all this shit's going on. All right, now you go next.
1: <laughs> Making chicken nuggets and watching the watching the movie. Is that what you call it? Yep. That's That's right. with, the, with the air That's fucking I never I never heard the air fryer that Goat go, uh, gave us. i don't it's don't bring getting, goat
2: into this. I'm glad
1: you kept it and used it. It's getting used all the time, every day.
2: That's not the way. So the prequel of this was that, was that was not that was not set in stone. <laughs> That's true.
1: Okay, but it's a great gift. Okay. It's here all right. now. All right. Okay, it's a good movie. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Why am I frustrating you right now? Because you don't,
2: you have nothing to say, and you're 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 fixated on the goddamn air fryer. Did, what what did you like about it? Um,
1: I like Trace Adkins' character. I, I know he played a small role. Uh, I was really upset when he went down uh, because yeah, I was. He went out in a
2: good way. He was know? pretty
1: cold blooded. I know he got his final word, but uh, that was that was pretty cold. Um, the messing around under the house, all of that. Oh he, yeah, that, that was really fun for me. I don't know why. <laughs>
3: It was fun I, for you. It was fun. It was I, <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts about that is that he took the
2: shotgun and just you know Sh- aimlessly half-past blasted under yeah. the
3: house, and the guy's like, "God damn it!" Yeah. Just like, <laughs> so you're like, "Oh, well, that guy's fucked."
2: <laughs> I always I like the fact that the guy was under the house shooting at him, and he still like leaned in and whispered to his kid for a good three minutes. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> By the way, the old timey speak it was just fantastic. I wrote down uh, reconnoiter, reconnoiter. Okay. Yep. Because I, I didn't I always thought recon was for reconnaissance but it's the same definition. My wife and I had a debate on what that word meant it's, for like twenty minutes. Yeah,
3: reconnaissance is the noun and reconnoiter is the. It's verb. Like a, it's like as a verb of so.
2: collecting reconnaissance. All right, Cody. I looked it up too. I own a dictionary. <laughs> Jesus, I think Christ. The um, the other part of it which I enjoyed was the, the sequence where he finds the bag. And then just goes, Nope, and yeah. rides off. I'm like, that would be so perfect if but then to go back. Like I he should not have gone back, is what I would say. I, but then we would have no movie.
4: I do love the moment where he's you know, he's he's going off and it's the same continuous shot and you see him just stop his horse. I, I, I very much thought of um, no country for old men yeah which is such a great scene when when josh brolin's laying in bed fuck and it and he just goes all right all right and yeah. he gets up gets up and gets out of bed and you know that he's gonna go back for the money such like a terrible idea it, but it's such a great moment and just i love both times you can watch them process it in real time and practically hear what they're thinking sure. i just think it's awesome
2: there's one scene where Stephen Dorff is uh I thought those guys were like the, the three original three Cowboys that with the uh, the tracker and Steven a uh, dude. And uh, when they're like, they trying yeah. to figure out what's going on, like they really were capable. They yes. really, I mean, in tracking and they, the guy's able to figure out that he hid his tracks and he's hiding in the long grass. But then he goes, Oh, I saw a gravestone up there. Is that your wife? He'll be past another farm. Is that her family? Like he had everything worked out before he went up there. And then, uh, the line you got the wrong pig by the ear I thought it was a, just a awesome. tremendous old school colloquialism he had some fantastic ones
3: a couple of, that I actually wrote down was um, I'll crack your crust yeah when he's <laughs> uh, when he's putting you the go kid, messing
2: around in my things again he puts yeah. the kid
3: in line and he had another one it's, um, it's like I've been here too often to let a man like you overhaul my baggage <laughs> and I was like I don't even know what that means, yeah. but it
2: sounds amazing. Yeah. You could tell they watched Buster Scruggs and they the, the way he spoke and like his vocabulary yeah. and they said, let's just load him up with about a hundred of these. <laughs> like, here you go. There's not much singing and twirling the guns around, of course, but uh, <laughs> God, he plays a great fucking cowboy, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. There's very little music overall. Um,
3: and None. that's actually, I, I think the, fir- especially in the first half, almost three quarters of it, the soundscape is very sparse. Uh, there it kind of really reinforces the solitude and emptiness that they're experiencing out here on his land claim, and that's also great because it really just gives you every sense of place. Uh, and even in that opening sequence, when they're chasing the one guy through the forest, the use of the rear channels and surround, like where the bullets are hitting the trees, that's really like intense and really full and rich. And then they almost immediately cut to nature and quiet and solemnness. And so when the big reveal happens, when the final showdown happens, it has built to that point because you've kind of been slow played the whole time.
2: And I think it's also important to remember, like we are so saturated with music. I I mean, a lot of my day is like, God, I can't believe I heard this jingle a thousand times. I'm so sick of this song if you wanted music you either had to play it yourself or you had to get someplace where yeah. there was a band that yeah. just was never music was such a huge deal and i and i think when you get a movie like this and it kind of reminds you well this isn't you know that that's this is nothing to be romanticized like this is a hard life that yeah. these people had uh when it was getting dark out and like he's firing up the the lamps you're like oh that's right that's all you'd have you don't go inside and there's a you know television glowing there and you're heating up a fucking TV <laughs> dinner right what goes back to uh, what was it the line
3: from uh, synchronic no the past sucks yeah like, yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i wish he was in more um westerns i'm looking at his imdb here where there's just not a lot there like as far as that type he was in black dynamite i need to watch that movie you guys seen black dynamite i have not i got to watch that movie it's it's interesting is it really yeah There's just there's one clip that I keep watching over and over again that is just really funny. I didn't know Tim Blake Nelson was in it. Um, uh, What do we? uh, What did you guys want to give it? Hmm. Hmm. You don't know? i You know, we've been discussing it.
3: I'm usually generally a little bit not quite completely baked on my number when we come in. I like to talk about it. Okay. Think about it. Um, I was initially thinking it was a three and a half because I really enjoyed it and I would recommend it to people. But on reflection. I feel like I would go ahead and bump it up to a four because at no point did I feel like it was dragging. Even though I knew going in what was likely to happen, I still didn't care. I was still along for the ride. And even though I wanted to you know, see the kid die a grizzly death, but he didn't and it was fine. I was okay with that. And there was a lot to it. There was a lot to digest. And even knowing the big reveal, I think I could watch this one again. So I'd say this is a four for me.
4: That's actually why it sits at three and a half. Like just, I, I feel like I've been, I was teetering between three and a half and four the, the last twenty four hours. Um, but I landed at three and a half. Kind of like, while I was driving over here, thinking about it. Um, and I think it's just it, it's uh, it's a recommend. I would probably you know if if I were lucky enough to catch the last twenty minutes on cable or something, would definitely sit there, for that. Um, and uh, I, I think the rewatch value for me is. Would be diminished just a little bit because of the big reveal, and you know, we I think even just as as soon as like two weeks ago, we were kind of talking about what, Shutter what's Island. yeah, Shutter Island specifically, Fight Club, things like that. What is worth you know rewatching even when you know the twist? And uh, it's not like I would avoid this, and I don't think it's necessarily like like a lesser movie because I know the twist you right. know, on the rewatch. But I I think that. You're a when, sad when I'm, when I'm thinking of other movies, they it's have a more. rewatch say. value. You're
2: not talking about what? avoiding this movie because of the twist. He didn't need to be Billy the Kid for that to be a fucking. I'm, I don't want to argue with your opinion. It's your opinion. I, I
4: think. I think it would sit at a three and a half even without the Billy the Kid okay. stuff because it's a gritty, violent western. I just. I like. I liked how violent it was. And it's not stylized violence. It like like Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez is very stylized R rated yeah. violence in westerns. This is very like brutal, gritty violence, like uh, Bone Tomahawk. And uh, that's why, and not to that degree. Obviously, no, no, but, well, but what but is? It, that's why it's still uh, it still really worked with me. So three and a half for sure. I'm I'm definitely glad I watched it.
1: Uh, I'm sticking on three and a half. Also,
4: uh, there was a lot of
1: really great gun action. Um, the big reveal was great it just it got feels saying uh three and a half for me it was i mean it was it was fun i don't know the rewatch value of it and then coming off of the trailer it, it, if i hadn't watched the trailer i'd probably be a little more juiced up but you kind of saw oh here's the he's gonna turn this, the 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 switch on and it's gonna be go time uh so that took me out a bit but i'm, I'm would recommend uh consensus in the in the bro dog house is an easy three five
2: as well consensus yeah okay um It's a four and a half for me. And it was. The only reason it's not a five is. Unforgiven is a five for me. Oh, definitely. um, And I can't say this is as good as Unforgiven. Because, again, it's a perfect movie. And I think a perfect. You should say fives for perfect movies. Um, I I can't tell you how much I loved it. I can't tell you how much I loved him in that role. I thought Stephen Dorff was fucking fantastic. I, I just. He was cool. He was calculated. He was. If if Deacon Frost drank Sanka for like 10 years, like maybe <laughs> he's 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 filled into this role. Now, I've seen him in a couple of these roles where he's kind of like a snarky fucking bad guy. And I he's really menacing. he's great. Yeah. Um, and he's not he's a slight man. And you didn't really he, he was and he was also charming. Like, I like bad guys that are kind of like polite and charming. Yes. And like I just I thought he really did a great job um all the extras are good like the guy that's the the Mexican guy that can actually do all the tracking he was good the dude that gets uh shot in the back and fed to the pigs like all, they're, they're all really good actors and I, I love a good feeding to the pig scene I really do it's ever it, it since Snatch it's yep. one of my favorite things <laughs> it's like,
3: they didn't starve him for a few days before throwing no. him in there those hogs still went to town there's so. no
2: CSIs around there to <laughs> find that dude and um Tim Blake Nelson is just I, I really think like when you think of it the guy's 5'4", 110 pounds, and he, at the end of that movie, is a fucking menace. Like, he's a whirlwind. And it's it, it goes to the cinematography. It goes to the way they block the a- And the action, the action felt like a Western. Like, there's a lot of running and shooting and hitting nothing because yes. he's fucking six guns. But it's also, like, when he's going around the house and he's showing that he knows the property and he's killing people with, like, knives and axes. When people just pick up shit and kill people with it, I'm a big fan of that, It's too. very
4: tight action, too. Yeah
2: um but he's very confident in it and i thought the the injuries were handled well there's a lot of sometimes that you know a hero gets shot in the arm like if you watch assassin sly gets a, like shot three times big like, whatever let's go get yeah. some meatloaf it's like yeah. no 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 <laughs> that's not the way it fucking you're goes. you're going to the hospital now yeah, yeah. and then, the, the, then when he, they're like well if we don't save this guy's life like he's gonna die it's like it's that also we're we're out in the wild west you know we're not there's nobody around and yeah and we need someone we've got to ride off a hundred miles um they just nailed everything about it so it's a four or five i I couldn't recommend it enough for people to go watch it's it's my favorite movie of the year so
3: and i think two things that you brought up that uh really struck me the the conversations that were had in the movie great dialogue and that to me is part of what would give me a rewatch factor is the exchanges that they have on the porch uh that those like like you said he's his, his character's so charming, even though you know he's the asshole. Yeah, And the fact that he's still just like, oh, hey, how about this piece of information that you probably didn't think I already knew? It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. But like those, knowing that there's something bubbling under the surface, but both of them trying to keep it completely concealed and calm, That's that tension is part of the yeah. enjoyment. And speaking of tension, the tall grass scene. Wow. Where he's, I wish they would've known how yeah, he got
1: out of that. Yeah, that was a big question for me. Yeah. because it was pretty fucking sick yeah it's pretty tight I, it's because
3: i think it's because dugan came along and just blasted nothing with his gun because he's, he's a moron you know, he's a hothead ultimately so, it would be his yeah. downfall
2: too couple of things one is he goes i hope you pl- aren't planning on shooting us with that pistol and he goes you haven't given me a reason to <laughs> it. Well, i'm happy for that like i just love that civil little exchange yeah and then the scene where he's decided to cut that dude's one arm free and then he sits down and he starts interrogating him and trying to get him to slip up and say the wrong thing about um, who is like the uh, the landlord owner of, the uh, landlord of the bed and breakfast that he was sleeping in. Right, right. I thought that was really well done too. Like those little back and forth. And it reminded me, there's a scene in Unforgiven where Gene Hackman has um, English Bob locked up in a cell, and he's actually stolen. His biographer, like there's a there's a writer that follows this guy around writing about all the great things he does, and Gene Hackman's just telling him about all this shit about these bar fights he's been into and about the gunfights he's been into, while the, the 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 roof is leaking and he's like trying to plug all these fucking <laughs> holes and it's just this fantastic dialogue, um, It's really really well written and that's the thing about Western is I think everyone wants them to be, um, like the Magnificent Seven or something where it's like constantly all this gunfighting and. I think for me, I like it more where it's Jaws, where you're building up to this giant conflict, and that built the entire movie, and this builds the entire movie. It's
4: great to see Tim Blake Nelson tap into that dark side. He's fantastic, man. Like, you just, I don't think, I can't think of a lot of other movies where he's really playing such a dark character. Yeah. And that really, that really works. It just, it makes it that much more interesting.
3: Well, just overall, his appearance and stature lend you to think nicely of him and yeah. so having him have that super dark side is a nice
2: twist and a testament to his range and it's also yeah the range is what you're saying it, it lets you know what a great actor he is yeah. because it's like if you i didn't think you were capable of this then he does i don't know if you guys saw this but this movie is getting it's on a lot of it's one like best in show it's some contest it's on a lot of people's top 10 movies of the year like normie mainstream we love spider man far from home bullshit fucking <laughs> list so like uh i'm happy about that i i hope Maybe it'll pop like a screen actor Guild or something, and then people check it out, and then it could get a nomination.
3: It definitely has that feel like it's going to have a a uh, a long following as it goes on. I mean, the fact that it's standing above ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. on both sides
2: of the scale, that's that's incredible. I, I hate to bring it up, but I feel like I should bring it up. You also think about, you know, there's not a lot of diversity in this. There's not a one woman character in this movie. That's true. There's a lot of things where I think if a movie critic went to sit down and be like, well fuck this without even really giving it a shot. And that means they're sitting down and watching it and realizing, oh shit, this is just a really good movie. So um, I was happy to see that as well. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad you guys liked it, at least. Yeah, I, I, was, I was very, yeah. very worried that I was going to come in here and tour and be like, it's really boring, bro. Where's Johnny uh, Knoxville getting shot out of a cannon in an angel outfit? So, I'm glad that didn't happen.
3: I mean, I can see where you might be concerned about such things.
2: <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> I reason to be after some of the conversations we've had this week. Uh, Tube, I believe it is, uh, is your movie
4: up next? Uh, that's right, it is, which I, I feel like we were just doing my movie, Unhinged. I guess, was that a month ago? Not a month. I think we've hit this pretty... I think it was two weeks ago we did this. I guess you're right.
2: It was the week before the uh, the event.
4: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah you so are right. Weeks, yeah. So we are going to watch um, another more recent movie, 2019's Come to Daddy. Uh, off-putting title, but it's a yeah, sort it's of... gross. A horror thriller directed by Ant Timpson and starring Elijah.
2: Come here. That movie ain't going to be ready when I said it was, just so you know. I won't tell them I watched my movie, but I've forgotten everything about it. I know I said I'd be there to give you a window estimate, but I'm not. Tom Hagen, <laughs> who's that? He had no idea who that Tom was Hagen was. did he? That wow. was
4: rough. I held my tongue. Nobody up there did. Tor didn't know. <laughs> Monk didn't know. It was rough, man. Oh. Uh, starring Elijah Wood, and that's I'd say the main attraction for me. He really only does off the wall movies nowadays. Like he owns a like a horror production company. Was he in Horns? That's Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, Harry Potter and Frodo. That's I don't know the difference between those two either. Also, I one has I mean,
4: glasses and the other one doesn't. Okay, but right. Rad, Radcliffe, very similarly, kind of only does like weird freak yeah, shit yeah. now, which I, I, think I respect. I aren't, aren't they that.
2: like, trauma, they're probably traumatized they're breaking in massive out massive yeah. your roles. They're
3: and, like, we don't want to be typecast. We'll take the checks, but yeah. we don't want to be typecast.
4: Elijah Wood is great in interviews because he really loves horror and independent horror and stuff like that. So um, this came recommended to me by a couple people over the last few years, and it's on Amazon Prime. I checked the Rotten Ooh. Tomatoes earlier. It It's running pretty high on both sides, critics and audience. Oh, I good. think it was like 86-75 or something like that. That's a good mix so. right there. Pretty solid. And yeah. clocks in at 96 minutes. I was to say the runtime Ooh. here is an hour
2: 33 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm terribly excited Dottie's about that. Daddy's already getting a half a point for yep. nukes. <laughs> there we go. You get, 90 minutes, you get 95 minutes or below, you get half a point built in. <laughs> it's an automatic shirt. non-zero. Okay, I like that. Ant Timpson should really fucking think about maybe changing his name. (laughs) A guy named (laughs) Ant. Can you believe it? God damn! All right. Oh, by the way, box office very similar to Old Henry: one hundred seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's in twenty nineteen. Yeah, that ain't good. There was no Spider Man or pandemic to blame at that
3: point.
4: That's a so. good point. I, think it, I remember it getting like a really limited release. It's a very it art house some, like, kind yeah, of film. A couple, a couple well, you fears. know what?
2: The movies that are in the theaters, fuck it. Although. I did at least want to address watching Moonfall with you guys at some point. Oh, yeah? Because I know you all went to see Jackass and fucking your IQs dropped twenty points.
4: Mine probably dropped but 20. our heart grew five sizes.
2: If, if, maybe. If you were really a worldly man, that it really it had higher standards for your entertainment you ventures, you, you'd go see Moonfall in <laughs> the Moonfall! movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to address that. But um, we should... Uh, do you want to do Ricochet or do you want to do American Gothic or whatever that fucking movie is? Nightmare Face.
4: Let's get Nightmare Alley out of the way. Okay. Well, put it that way.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I just,
4: I, I know how much fun we're going to have with Ricochet.
2: So. Gotcha. Nightmare Alley um, was one of those movies that as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, I have to see this. Yeah, same. Um, it's got the carny vibe, the creepy fucking. There's what, I love a weird, a good scary fun house door so great about as creepy as oh. it gets and they got a good one in this movie that fun house was no fun no and i, I really one of my biggest bummers of the movies they never revisited it like they went in at the very beginning to drag the freak or the geek out or whatever and then you never go back into that fucking did you watch this one door i didn't get to this awesome one. so um <laughs> did the, you watch the 1947 version instead uh, no, I didn't. Okay. okay. Amazing. So, like, um, I didn't know this was a remake until we did a little research afterwards. I'm really intrigued to see the original now.
4: I've heard it's amazing. I, really?
3: I purchased a copy uh
2: the Blu-ray
4: Criterion really?
3: collection. It, it's sitting on my desk. I was going to watch it after we discussed it's it. It's got a Criterion
4: yeah.
2: release? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it's like, so, directed by Guillermo del Toro, right? Yes. And uh, I, I think there's a difference between him directing and his just doing creatures uh i'm always in favor of him doing creatures him directing for me uh is can be somewhat hit or miss mm-hmm. um i'm not as love with the fish fucking as Dotson is certainly love pacific rim uh pan's labyrinth tremendous awesome so there's there's some of that uh, did he direct blade Two or did he just make he directed Blade II. he did yeah. okay so that was, that's fantastic. that was
3: early enough in his career that he didn't have full creative control i would have nice, like, nice. Yeah, so. A meddling
2: hollywood industry I'm, I'm glad they did too um, It's a movie about a fucking guy that I still don't understand how he got there. That was just a coincidence. I thought he was going to be like some sort of secret agent or whatever trying to mm. infiltrate the carnival. But it's it, Bradley Cooper.
3: It's a drifter. He's a drifter leaving badness behind. Yeah. At least that's what we know at the beginning. We don't know any of the details. We just see. Well, we see what he did at the very beginning. Sure. I mean, it opens with him dragging a clearly dead body in a wrapped in a sheet. And dropping it into a hole in the floor, and burning in the, cabin. the building yeah. to the yeah. ground, <laughs> which leads to the question:
2: Why did you bother to put a hole in the floor? Why wouldn't you just burn the whole thing yeah, to the ground? I but, don't know. Uh, but he he joins up with a uh, is it a what that, is that called a carnival? I think it's absolutely carnival? it's a
3: carnival. Okay, yeah, carnival. that's where I mean this was carny to the nth degree. Like this is the traveling carnival sideshow freaks and all that stuff. And
2: Willem Dafoe is the boss, or Ron Perlman is the boss. So
3: Ron Perlman is sort by the of, way. Those guys
2: in a movie together. Yeah, absolutely, oh, uh, both
4: <laughs> w- both cheat codes. We talk about the, who's, oh, a cheat, who's who are cheat code actors. Like the Hackman, them yeah, that codes. Hackman level. Um, I kept,
2: in this movie, I kept going like, "Holy shit, this guy's in the movie. This girl's yeah. in the
3: movie too." Yeah, so great. I think, um, I think, I think Ron Perlman, Bruno. I believe he was the boss, and Clem, uh, Willem Dafoe's character was kind of the sub boss of this particular, like the freak show. I think he yeah. I think he ran that portion of it. So he's like Clem. the assistant coach.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh he brings him in. And then Tony Colletti's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and she's doesn't have a huge role, uh, but she I think if Bradley Cooper showed up and wanted to take a bath in your house, I think you gotta fuck him. Right? And that yeah. goes for all of us. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean I wouldn't yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. I, what do you I mean, mean at, what do you mean,
2: yeah? At least a
3: handy. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you get, lying, a, little, you get a little dog lying action. Liars. hater. <laughs> but uh
2: (laughs) that was was she was she married to the dude that was living with her the magician yeah pete did they have an open marriage or
3: um i think he was too old to care anymore too old and or too drunk to care anymore okay all right toy see bradley cooper's dick
1: oh do i really yeah i I did oh in the bathtub oh
3: you get a little dick yeah I mean, it's under the water here. and kind of, you know, waved out. Like, well, hey, I was, I, still,
4: uh, even in the water, it still looks pretty good. Hey, look, oh, spoiler
2: alert, we saw Denzel Washington's dick. We're going to discuss oh, that yeah. here tonight as well.
4: This is what happens when you watch movies. Welcome
2: Storm. to Cinematic Penis Chat. Look, <laughs> if you see a penis of that fucking structure and nature, I, I never thought in my life I'd see Denzel Washington's penis. I feel like it should be a bigger deal if that thing's just existing and has been since 1991 on film. <laughs> Free on HBO <laughs> Max. It's fucking great. When uh, the,
3: the actor who played Pete, uh, I have enjoyed him Stratham. I've enjoyed him in other things as well most recently he was a uh, a character on a very pivotal character on a couple seasons of the expanse okay. um I don't know how many people have actually watched that show not uh, me but uh it he plays a really solid uh captain of a of a starship at one point and he's a, he's a completely different
2: guy in that movie than he is in this uh, but he it's also nice to see actor. him yeah. He's one of those guys I feel like I've seen in a million things oh he's in the the new Godzilla movies too Yes mm-hmm. I didn't realize He's yeah. in the yeah. Jason Bourne movies Okay. Yeah, I don't... He was in Lincoln? Okay, so he's been in a
3: bunch of shit. Yeah, he's one of those guys, like, if he shaves his his facial hair off, he looks like a completely different human being. If he, you know, kind of puts on a sad face, he looks like a completely different person. He's very good in this movie. Very good actor.
2: Um... My biggest bummer in this movie was at, at about roughly, I would say, a little under the halfway point, they leave the carnival and they don't go back. Yes. Um, and nothing that happens after they leave the carnival, for me personally, was as interesting as that group of characters and all the shit, the shady shit that was going on while they were working there. It also just really ground to a screeching halt. Yeah.
3: Because the first half, setting up his rise to prominence as you know, the guy who came in from nowhere and started booking the territory on his own. There was, it really, one of the enjoyments that I had for the first half of the movie at the carnival is just how much of the roots of pro wrestling are... In the carnival yeah like the whole like well here's your gimmick here's your show like well we'll do this and it looks even worse than it actually is hey i know you're holding on to these tesla coils to get the shock but what if we put it in an electric chair and what if we put this and he goes what is this thing spinning in the back That's bullshit oh that's just bullshit (laughs) (laughs) just like like this is amazing so yeah he just swoops in and, and starts you know doing creative control over his character in the territory and i'm fascinated by how he managed to Sort of snake his way through
2: what is traditionally a very insular community. I the, didn't care about Rooney Mara's character at all. Um, I didn't care about their relationship, and so when it was going bad, like it didn't mean that much it, to me. It felt I wish like she had she, more to do. Yeah, yeah. It, well,
3: and it felt like she was never supposed to have left the carnival. Like, yes, that was it. Was inevitable that they were going to part ways at some point. That just you were waiting for their breakup to happen. I think that's just. I don't know if it was telegraphed so much by the movie sure. or if it's just you're going, well, bad things are going to continue happening to these people. So they're not going to live happily ever after. I
2: didn't understand. Maybe you guys can explain it to me because I'm not. I didn't understand Kate Blanchett's motivation. Like, I, she could not have known that th- it was going to end the way that it did with that guy with him beating him to death with his fucking bare hands. Like, I just... I don't know. what she, Was she just trying to get the money?
4: I think she was trying to get the money, and then as soon as she realized it it went tits up, then that's when she manipulates Bradley Cooper and tries to make, make sure that she's not going to be held guilty for anything. I feel
3: the what I was getting was a sense that she was using him for revenge against uh, the dad from Step Brothers. Um, okay. And so... Because when she reveals the scars and he talks, when his confession is that he's done a lot of bad things to women over the course of his life, it's like, well, we've all, no, 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 I've done very, very bad things. And it's like, oh, so maybe he ended up just hurting her at some point and she didn't really have a recourse that wouldn't have gotten back to her so like kind of the you know as we've discussed the incredibly convoluted joker plan yeah like the fact that this guy just showed up and he's this and he found oh well this will be perfect i'll use him as the mark to get my revenge against the colonel or whatever and then
2: i'll i'll be in the clear the the ending is uh is wild and i was reading a review of it, it might have been on rotten tomatoes where it's like uh if you can make it to the end mm-hmm. it's incredible but it's such a. There's about an hour of just a fucking slog. Yeah, and it's not interesting enough to to really keep your attention. The, the problem is, it's really nice to look at. Like the whole movie, it the costume. It's a world that atmosphere. you want to live yeah. in. Yeah, that's, that's
4: his best trait. It always has been. Is he makes beautiful movies and. They're, they're so lived in, and you want to go there and the be a accents, part of their lives.
2: Like You've got these amazing, this amazing cast that can do all these different, their voice sounds. And Bradley Cooper's really good. Like He yeah, has two or three different accents. Fabulous. He's really good in the movie. Um, I felt like it was a wasted opportunity. And again, it was two fucking hours and 30 minutes. And it almost felt like it's it, you could have done a 45-minute act and then act two, 45 minutes, and we're out.
3: I saw a headline that it was originally intended to be an hour longer. And well, somebody how? came and somebody came along and said, "Hey, buddy, please, you have to trim this movie down." Like,
2: and it's a flop. Like, it it went in the theater and nobody watched it. Yeah. And the the bummer about it for me is it's it's an interesting concept. It's a director I like, great cast. It doesn't look like everything that's out there right now. It's
4: nominated for best picture. It is. Yep. I well, that's a craftsmanship angle. It be. I mean, I, I that's, don't know. Yeah.
2: Anyone watching this movie is not going to think this is the best picture of the year. They're going to say, "Wow, there's some fun stuff here." But if that movie was great, like that's one you point to and say, "Hey, stop fucking stop fucking making all these Harley Quinn movies. Like we, go see this thing. Like this is something that w- is worth yeah. your time." R-rated.
4: Um, I mean, that's yeah. know, just some really fun. good violence, I'd yeah. say.
2: Oof.
3: Some brutal kill shots in this Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. Um, yeah the, the runtime is really I think the biggest drawback for me on on this one
4: I think seeing it watching it at home really hurt it for that reason I feel like maybe if I was sitting in a theater and I was looking at staring at a giant screen I'd be a lot more immersed I think I paused this movie I paused this movie seven or eight times at least watching it. I,
3: I feel like if I'd been in a theater I might have been more aware of just how long I'd been sitting there I'm not sure It's it's sometimes because I can't you know, get up, go to the bathroom. I can't, you know, pause it and walk away from it. I almost feel like the way I watched the abomination that is the Snyder cut, I had to take breaks. If I'd been in the theater, I, I, fan of radio's fault. I, I would have wanted to, you know, <laughs> st- stuff my knuckles into my eyes made for it 51
4: a, minutes in before talking about fan of radio <laughs> today. I fucking can't Great stand job, that movie. Guys. I fucking hate <laughs> that movie so much. So, in a
3: theater, I realize I'm out of snacks. In a theater, I realize, oh crap, now I've got an hour and a half of this movie left to watch. And so, I think being at home benefited it for me. So, I think it's interesting that, that you feel like you would have been more pleased by it if you'd been in a theater because you wouldn't have. You would have been distracted from the running time.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I I, didn't feel the run time at all for Dune seeing it in the theater because I just felt so enveloped into same, very similar. It's it's a beautiful movie, and the world is just so well built out and lived in. I think that's why I didn't feel the two and a half hours.
2: Did you watch Dune with a curious uncle?
4: A curious uncle. Yeah, because you talk band.
2: about that fucking movie. Dude, I like, love
4: that movie. I fucking love I, it. You don't have to,
2: I'm, You're making my point. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think you love it a little too much. Is what I'm saying. Like I haven't talked to you since you watched it without it coming up, and you're telling me sensually how much you're into it. It's nice
4: to go. It's my Den of Thieves. You know. It's, okay. It's, well, we can't it's, all it's, we can't all be Den of Thieves fans. It's nice to be uh, I didn't so see, enamored. Uh, Den by of movie. Thieves too got greenlit before Dune too. I'm just you know <laughs> I that right,
2: right now. I right. <laughs> tell you what, Gerard Butler's in something. And he's got a gravelly voice and beard, I'm fucking all in. <laughs> Did you watch Cop Shop yet? Is Cop Shop available to watch at home? It certainly is. All right. Uh, that does look I like a lot of fun. It. Yeah. I, think, so. yeah, I, I think, think you'll dig it. Yeah. 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 you Go. Like I did. Cop Shop's fun.
1: Is Cop Shop available to watch at home? I don't. I movie thought it yeah, only
3: yeah. came out in theaters. <laughs> I thought you worked in a movie theater. Um, <laughs> well, if you really wanted to see it, you would have seen it in the theater like someone at this table did. You saw was, Cop Shop in the I did. Theater? I was one of the only five people in what the country the who apparently fuck? wanted to see it. So, yeah.
2: That is the upset of all upsets. It was just a random
3: Saturday afternoon. I was like, we had seen a couple of movies. And I was sitting there, it was coming out, and I said, you know what? I'd go to a movie this weekend, and somehow, it if, just out of nowhere, we just, boop. If Goat came in here and
2: said, Milo Yiannopoulos is speaking downtown, <laughs> I'm going to go see him this weekend. Like I, That would be less shocking than you saw Cop Shop in a theater. <laughs> Who'd you see it with? Uh, my wife. Get the
4: fuck yep. out yep. of I don't believe, here. I don't yep. believe that part.
3: <laughs> this is bullshit. I... I can bring up my receipts.
2: Uh, to, I won't, I won't to, ask you to, to do quotes, that. To quote someone who used to sit at this side of the table. Oh, my God. Every, and I'll then, dig up the receipts. And then 20 minutes would go by him looking at his Blackberry, then no receipts <laughs> would be brought up. <laughs> Fucking outrageous. Um, i would give it a... Nightmare Alley we're talking Nightmare about. Nightmare Alley. Yeah. A cop shop. Oh, I mean, I'll give that a three and a half. Uh, I'm going to give this a two. Um, I would give it less than a two if it wasn't as pretty as it is. And if the... Uh, I'll give it a two and a half. I, okay. I feel bad. Two is a bad score. Two and a half. Uh, if you watch it, it's on your HBO Max. Mm-hmm. If you want to sit down and watch it the way Goat and I did, where you can hit pause and go up and heat up a cauliflower crust pizza. Fun. And that's a. It's a fine way to spend. Tor, When you go and you drink on a Thursday night until you pass out watching uh-huh. a movie, it's good for that. Yeah. It's a good movie for that. And the <laughs> ending is the, the ending is gonzo. So like, it's worth if you can sit through that shit. Just know that by the last 15 minutes, you're like, what in the fuck just happened? Yeah. And why did they save all of this until the end? Why don't you eke it out a little bit over the last two and a half hours? <laughs> yeah, I'd say the the
3: slog part is, is a two and a half. And the really, really good parts are between a three and a half and a... a about a three and a half. I wouldn't say a four. That's okay. too much. So I'd say it averages out to a three for me. I kind of want to watch parts of it again and do like my own, you know, sort of editing just fast forward. Sure. See what stuff. you what
2: you can put together. Yeah, and just the be like let, <laughs> me just, let, let me just do this. Yes, cut. No. <laughs> no.
4: Yes. No. Commentary track. Like Penguins.
2: A, jets. So. Oh, this is caps. Yes. <laughs> um, I'd also say like the parts in the carnival are like caribou coffee and then everything where they're trying to do their act in that big hotel is like the, chock full of nuts. I was
3: going to say, the packet you get in the
2: hotel room. Yeah, it's a yeah. bummer. And also, that part felt like it was trying desperately to be the prestige. Like the prestige is just way better than everything that was happening at that part of the movie. And, and there's a lot more layers to the
3: prestige. I think that's where the movie really threw me. I thought there were going to be way more me layers. Too. Bigger twists. And it was very straightforward. Very it was, linear, oh, yeah. there's
2: nothing. You, you, by the way, get up and walk around for 20 minutes. Come and sit back down. You've missed <laughs> nothing. You'll be perfectly fine. And I also, if Guillermo del Toro doesn't have some sort of twisted creature with a tongue that comes out, I feel like you're wasting a little bit of what he can offer us. Right. There is no monsters in this movie. I mean, I guess there's some formaldehyde babies. Those are kind of scary. Boy, we spent a lot of time looking at those jars, by the way. Boy, they yeah. really that one. <laughs> that, did you see the credit sequence where it's just a big loop to loop of that one jar with the baby with the thing in yeah, the head? Yeah, very oh, close. I had to turn that off. Zoomed way in. I don't like any of that shit. I don't like any of those, the weird baby in the jar thing. Like there's a whole culture for that. A lot of those things are really worth a lot of money. If you can get ones from like original carnivals, what what isn't though? People will just collect trash. Absolutely, They'll buy CDs from stupid podcasts.
3: The world is just an array of <laughs> stock markets these days. So um, I give it a, what did I
4: say two and a half. Uh, it's a three for me. I think th- there's enough that I was interested in and that I liked. It, I know we keep coming back to this. It's a very pretty movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone in it is very good, and I like watching them do what they do. Tony Collette, Kate Blanchett, uh, Bradley Cooper, Defoe is amazing. Defoe, yeah, Pearlman, such a Scumbag. You know um, that that was th- that's enough for me to say. Okay, well, I like this about it. Um, two and a half is just either there's not much to say. I, I don't really go either direction, so I would go up to three for for this one because of those reasons. All right, the the
3: thesis that Clem gives on how to break in a geek. It's heartbreaking. It's awful. And he's just like, oh yeah, you just find these guys nightmare alleys, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, give him a little bit of this, this tincture. You it, hope it, just by the like, way, it's oh. after they
2: threw the son of a bitch out in the rain yeah. in the
3: alley. We'll get another one, whatever. Let's get the hell out of here. It's like, oh, oh, and it's in and, and that's fantastic foreshadowing. So I didn't know
2: it at the time. N- neither did I. They fucking turn these people into like these human animals by getting them hooked on opium. It's this awful fucking trick, which I'm mm. sure, by the way, is that was I'm b- sure that's real, taken from the playbook yep. back in the day. Yeah. It also lets it goes back like it. T- t- entertainment was so different back then. It, than it really is now.
3: was. Yeah. The the stuff you could get away with, and not just get away with, but was expected. Uh, and if you didn't give it the entertainment dollar, would not come your way. That that. That was a great highlight of this of this movie. And actually, apparently, that's something that is also sort of touched on in the original movie as well, where it's sort of, you know, hey, carnivals are fun, but are they really? There's a really seamy underbelly to all of this that
2: isn't just you know lore and rumors i've always preferred a state fair to a carnival i can see that you know like look how big this pig is oh wow Mm -hmm. you know it's way better than like oh here's this mechanical cow or mechanical clown County's largest wheel of cheese i don't want any of that i don't want to go through a fun house i don't want i want yeah i want the wheel of cheese that's what i want i don't want to be able to eat something fried on a stick the
4: original nightmare alley is 110 minutes
2: What who who does Guillermo del Toro think he is then? I'd like to know that. Like, what did he add that was better than the original?
4: I really am curious. Can I borrow the Blu-ray once you're done with it? Yeah, absolutely.
2: How about you just buy your own? What is it? Eight bucks? Chintzy bastard. Would you like me to buy you one? (laughs) The Criterion (laughs) Blu-ray. To trade Blu-rays off? (laughs) Jeez. I mean, Jesus Christ! You're doing all right for yourself, aren't you? You can afford a Blu-ray. I'm running out of shelf space. <laughs> I'm right in the middle or of something, and Blu-ray.
3: And it was out of print for a very long time. Apparently the original was, oh, really? uh, was kind of almost a forgotten movie, except in really uh, like cult movie circles.
4: People, so, uh, can, can you play a European Blu-ray on uh, like a PlayStation? It depends on the model that you're using okay. and the type of disc.
3: Okay, because I was under the impression that Blu-rays were mostly region-free. It de- it depends on the
4: vendor. Okay,
2: they never made a Blu-ray of Thirteenth Warrior, and there is a Thirteenth Warrior Blu-ray, but it's whatever the European code is. And so, like, I would like to get one, but they're not cheap, and I don't know. You want to take that risk? There's yeah. A big long list of movies. Where I'm like, why the fuck haven't you made put this on Blu? Like Evolution, starring David Duchovny, is on Blu-ray. <laughs> why, why? If you put that on Blu-ray, you have to put you have to put everything on Blu-ray. Yeah. It feels like that is the bar. Yeah. yeah. If, oh, is it dad. better than Evolution? Then it should be on optical that, media. I saw that in the theater. Did you? I just wanted you to know that. Um, I'm sorry. Right. It's okay. I, that's why I'm shitting on a tour and Dottie for going to see Jackass on opening fucking <laughs> opening weekends. Um, well, let's do this. You guys want to uh, piss?
4: I would love to. I want to tell you
2: about Moonbasket, and then we'll also, um, <laughs> we got to talk about Ricochet and then I think most of us have seen the, um, what is it, the uh, the Ghostbusters movie. Mm, yes. And I the reason, again, that was at my behest, I, I'm sure you guys have already seen that, but I... Uh, I had actually waited until it dropped to that five ninety nine, that golden price. I was in the same boat, so. I'm going to pay twenty two ninety nine for that movie. It's a bit much. That's well, outrageous. for a home a home viewing, that feels ridiculous. I would agree. Yeah. Um Is this the right button? We have the meat. Oh, I guess it's not. But technically, it actually uh. We have the meat. It works because there's there's some meats back there. We need to go check those out too. Oh yeah, shit, baby! I'm
1: ready to do some chefing. That's not it either. Where is no, it, Tor? It's right
2: next to the FFS button it on board is? one. All right, let me take a look see if I can find it. Oh, there it is. Right there. We have a new piss break because we got ting, uh, pinged by fucking Facebook last week. Um, we got some donations, too. So if you... Uh, well, let's take care. Of, can I take care of a couple of those right now? You guys thirsty? Please. Yeah. Totally mm-hmm. thirsty. You ready? We got a couple of donations in here. Thank you so much to everybody that is there. Corey Rita absolutely murdered. He's in the room. Hey. Hey. He brought like $500 with a chick fil <laughs> Yo, Jester, you're good. We're going to get you to... Hey there, we're going to get you to that public speaking course now, courtesy of Corey Rita. That is incredibly... Generous, Corey. Goddamn. Actually, Tori, I'm going to need you to. Do you have a next one? I do not remember. Right right, when we come back, do you mind doing the shotgun? Shoot him before you run now? Yeah, I can do that bit. Very good. I love that bit. Uh, John Page murdered it. Jesus Christ. All right. Two shotguns. One for each of you. I have two guns. One for each of you. You want to do that when you get back? Yeah, I can do that. Thanks, bud. I appreciate that. John Page, you're out of your fucking mind. Thank you so much. And then there's our guy, Mike uh, Mark Borger. Thank you, Mark very 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 kind unbelievable support thus far for the fortress film society you do not have to donate but if you would like to you can go to com and click the donate tab we certainly appreciate it helps me pay the boys for their time and tour i'm not i'm I, i'm not kidding you 50 bonus for you i want that in the trash by the end of the night you walk out of here bare chested yeah
1: I, mm.
2: yeah it's mm. gonna be a little chilly <laughs> <that>. <laughs> we have a jacket right we'll put some trash cans around no jacket <laughs> trash but no jacket tonight no jacket tonight Jesus Christ. It's either a jacket the size of the fucking Serengeti or it's a goddamn no jacket whatsoever. All right, we are taking the piss break, but don't go anywhere. If you donated, we'll get to you as well. But uh, stay right by your computers. We're coming right back. I hit it. Thank you. better i needed that <laughs> yeah bathroom breaks kick ass yeah it'd be great if we could come back it's not up to me though mm-hmm. people always think it's up to me it's not it's up to jester you can make a recommendation He's Yeah, i can just,
4: say i'd like to come back
3: yeah you initiate the booth review but the final decision is did, still did, on the referee did, jester, did you
4: just cross yourself i did <laughs> Are you Catholic? No. <laughs> Crossed himself about what? I, I don't know. He was just uh, messing with the stream, and I saw him cross himself. I Maybe
2: mean, it's not working. It's, working it's possible that it's not working. <laughs> was it not working, Jester? It was, it was frozen. It's working. It's working now. I got this
1: right here. All good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know if that means we're all good. Awaiting confirmation. Uh, we are back uh, the piss break. We ha- we're the only show that actually like we gained three viewers during the piss break. <laughs> yeah, this must mean things aren't going well. I love that. Well, it's an important, uh, and I think people come to look forward to it now. Yeah, we're playing the hits. Right now in the middle. it's become a piss break and then a sandwich break, which is uh, which is delicious. Got to thank uh, Smokey Mountain Joe and uh, Rita for bringing some delicious uh, grub in here tonight. For the boys. Absolutely. As we're doing the Fortress Film Society. Oh, look. It's Jonathan Shores with a beautiful donation. You think that's a guilty donation? Uh, guilty of what? Huh? What, 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 what would anyone have to feel guilty about? Oh no, I was just curious. Maybe he feels guilty. That's why he sent a nice donation. Over. I see. Maybe he should. Maybe maybe he meant to send the donation someplace else. <laughs> you know, I'm doing some math of the donation he sent. <laughs> like if he would have donated that at Flying Ace Farm. He could have gotten two tickets to the all-you-can-eat sausage he, buffet. You
3: see, we were around the nose. Huh? We were completely around the nose, and then somewhere just went right onto the nose.
2: No, I just, I'm just, you know.
1: Joe, can you crack that window a bit? I'm speculating. Is it getting it's, it's, it's getting warm in here. It's Take the shirt off. take
4: the A little oh, warm yeah. right now. Just take it off.
3: A little toasty. <laughs> <Palms> it was. <laughs>
1: Yes. Oh, <laughs> what <it> happened, Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. now that's a
0: little
3: oh, warm. Oh,
2: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't live with a lie. You guys have to understand that I'm an honest person. I can't live with a lie. <laughs> it was just hanging over you. Just oh, too much weight. Go, to bear. just took off his jacket. <laughs> uh, do you feel better now, uh Tor? No. Because we sure
1: shit our kid. We oh we God! Uh, damn it! See, I, I know. God damn it! We didn't get any last time. We're not getting any this time.
2: I want some. <clears throat> Oh god, that's so funny. That is that makes me so happy. Well, here's here's what everybody's gonna be very uh very, and I need all of you in the chat. Keep that secret, because Tor, I want you to bleep that out of the show. Ooh. The the twenty nine people that were in here, I need you. You know that. Keep that Tuck that away for yourself.
3: And this right
2: here is one of the perks, right? Being you. a Facebook subscriber. Yeah, I got, I've got two other names I can drop tonight. Let's see how nervous <clears throat> those motherfuckers get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see how far the underwear Curls up the crack of their ass. <laughs> Don't be posting this in the secret chat. Don't whoever breaks up, he breaks the trust of the show. We're gonna have to take swift repercussions. There'll you, be a stern talking to. I just want to give a little thank you, a little thank you, a little bonus uh, hat tip to the people that are actually watching live tonight. Absolutely worth the admission. Oh, the chat is. Oh boy, they did not expect it. <laughs> they, they did not. They did not expect it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs> hey Toy, you're probably gonna have to edit all the stuff out about <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hey, thanks for oh, think about
2: it. that. Fuck off! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> all right, let's move on. I'm
1: trying to help. Yeah, um,
2: help. <laughs> how's that helping? That's not that's not helpful. You know what you're doing. You're needling. You're nitpicking. All right. Um, what do you guys? What are we doing first here?
4: You want to do Ghostbusters first?
2: Ah, uh, sure. Sure, we could do Ghostbusters first. Ghostbusters Afterlife, yes, indeed. Uh, directed by Jason Reitman, yeah, the Ivan Reitman's son. son. Yeah, sounds right. Because right. Ivan Reitman is no longer with us, and of course Harold Ramis is no longer uh, with us, which mm-hmm. is a, which is a bummer. Um, and it is, I guess, it is a sequel. It is a third sequel because Ray Stance still has Ray's occult. Which is the bookstore he owned in Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Yes. So things in Ghostbusters 2 happened in this universe. Yes. This is a third movie. They don't reference
3: them. They do not speak of any pink slime or the Statue of Liberty or anything that happened with Vigo or any of that stuff, which is with a little bit of a bummer. I mean, they mentioned
4: but- the, the ghost attack on New York. Right, but well, the that goes the to, first movie. That's yeah. the first yeah, movie. Right. They're not referencing the other sequels.
2: And they right. only speak of Gozer. There is no Vigo discussion Yeah, yes. that takes place. Um, so the movie, when did the movie come out? Did, did it do well? Did the movie do well in the theater? Um, let me look. Look that up.
4: I, I saw it in the theater. Oh, you did? Yeah.
2: I um I do a desire to see it in the theater. It looked very Stranger Things. As we talked about it on the show. We had discussed
3: it, and um you I believe you had spoken about it on The Daily Show as well. The Daily Show? I thought I could Daily
2: get on there now. It'd be difficult for me to get on over. Yeah, there.
3: It was it was a very off the wall booking, but you know here yeah. you were.
2: Trevor Noah would really be slumming it at that point. Uh, if he had a little shoot on. You're killing Jester over here. I'm killing Jester right now. If I had a room full of Jesters, I
4: swear to god there would be no child support paid whatsoever. So um uh, so gross in the US 128 mil. That's not very good. Yeah, worldwide 196 budget was 75 million, so just barely a success i
2: made money yeah
4: i made money um, to be successful for those at home it's making the budget back times 1.5
2: well re- because also that the budget doesn't include the promotion. Uh, promotional. promotion yeah. there was a lot of promotion for that for that movie definitely uh, um but i think it was also well received and the word of mouth on this movie was good i had lots of people that i knew were ghostbusters fans tell me that um, i should not avoid it and so I said I shan't. I uh, I'm willing to spend six dollars on this movie. I'm not willing to spend twenty two ninety nine. So this past week it dropped down to five ninety nine. Is that when you saw it too? Girl? Yeah. Um, and I, I was looking forward to it because I heard good things. Uh, Janine is in it. I love Janine. Um, I wish Rick Moranis was in this movie. He was in that goddamn cell phone
4: commercial with. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Sexy man, yeah. Yeah. And uh,
2: he's going to be in some sort of uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids type deal, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
4: Disney Plus is getting some kind of either movie or TV show. So
2: I don't... I mean, I'm sure they reached out to him, but it was kind of a bummer that he wasn't, you know... Yeah, it might have just been the timing,
3: like before he had any interest in getting back in front of a camera. But don't forget he got
4: attacked, like right as yeah, he was yeah, kind of yeah. coming back into the public eye. That could have been coinciding with production.
2: But I mean, is there anyone more beloved than Rick Moranis? I mean, as far as a human walking the earth.
4: Dude, I rewatched, uh, just on a whim for n- some nostalgia, rewatched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And, like, that movie just totally works because of him. And I I liked it a lot more than I thought I would watching it now
2: and also it's he's in the that first Ghostbusters is such a powerhouse and it's like you know at the height of a lot of these guys' his powers you yeah. know we talk about Ackroyd and fucking you know fucking Bill Murray he's an mvp when he's running through doesn't oh, no especially any pets in the house and he's banging on the fucking walls of the glass the scenes where he's like explaining why he doesn't invite friends to his fucking party so yeah, he can write yeah. them all and he talks about yeah his uh supplement routine and it's <laughs> yeah
3: it, it's really fantastic i and
2: save a 20, 20 minute workout i play it back at double the speed and get a great workout <laughs> in 10 minutes you want to come in for a middle water or something uh he's fucking great yeah uh, so just as a ghostbusters fan it would have been nice to see him uh, the for, I think most people have seen it. We don't need to hold do a big setup, but it's uh, Egon's daughter and his granddaughter. Uh, they they set up the, the the beginning of the movie was interesting, where they set up Egon is alive, uh, and he's running. He's being chased. He's being chased mm-hmm. by like some some force, and then he uh, he gets back to his farmhouse, and he has a ghost trap, and he kind of like holds it up like uh, Arnold with the torch and Predator. Um, and then he gets bushwhacked by a, a ghost that, and, and it does the whole arms ripping out of the chair a bit. So immediately it was kind of, wow, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, there was like a power failure
3: in his. It looked like he was luring something, yeah. and then he goes to do the pedal to trigger the trap, and it just does that uh, almost the Star Wars engine failure sound. Yeah.
2: I, I was thought I th- the fir- one of the first thoughts I had good was if they weren't allowed to have the Ghostbusters music and sound effects, this movie would be a full point lower for me. Uh, having I can watched see it. that. Because a lot of the things about Star Wars, I remember when I was watching that first, is it Force Awakens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For about 20 minutes, I thought I liked it. Because uh, everything, it was like, you know, the sound of the ships mm-hmm. and the, the lightsabers and the late. it's a very, very distinct sound. And it takes you back to a distinct place. And I thought that really worked for this movie as well. Um, it's all kids. It's a, it's kids, uh, nonstop kids in this movie. Um, I, Paul Rudd is in this movie. And I, I like Paul Rudd just fine. Yeah. But um, that seemed kind of, I don't know unnecessary he was kind of the
3: like the I guess the Bill Murray factor okay like so he was that sort of flippant guy who was trying to get a laugh out of every circumstance even when it might have been inappropriate uh when you see how serious a lot of the stuff happening is and he's still there just sort of you Know making a cracking wise when maybe it's best to calm
2: down. See, I was worried that I thought the, the teenage chick was Bill Murray because if you look at it, the Egon has, is his granddaughter, absolutely. Ray yeah. Stance is podcast. I guess maybe she was Winston Zedmore. I don't know I, who's the kid then. Who's the kid from Stranger Things supposed to be because he offered nothing? I yeah, was not, he, I didn't, he was the chauffeur. Yeah, he was
4: just kind of there. He's got to figure out. That guy has to figure out how to act really quick. Yeah, he can't act at all. he is no longer the kid in Stranger Things. He is now a teenager, so he should probably figure out how to be an actor. He's a weird look. And his they, career's fucked. And also,
2: wash your hair. Like, Come up with a look. I, I thought mean, we are talking about the movie. Everybody. i the- <laughs> not bad, I'm, I'm not bad. I, I'm shitting on it more than I should. I, I was intrigued by it. Um, I liked the temple filled with like you know gozer statues yeah. and all that shit i love the that egon did all these things by himself when 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 ray stantz says egon spangler can go to hell i actually felt like a little it hurt oh, yeah. like, what I didn't like that at all. No,
3: I I did appreciate that they immediately tied in uh, Evo Shandor. Yeah, me too. That, that like immediately as you're seeing him drive away from the mine, and it's right there on the placard Shandor everywhere. And then it's just like, oh, okay, so all that stuff they sort of made that very passing reference to, but then yeah, when he when he dropped the line about Egon can can go to hell, I it did sting, and I think that's honestly. You know, kudos to Aykroyd for being able to deliver that line right. where it actually feels, you know, like there's some weight to it, sure. as opposed to him just being there. It, you felt like they were there to be in that movie, yeah, and uh, as opposed to just cashing a paycheck.
2: Yeah, well, he when he was one of the writers, he was right? one of the
3: producers, I believe, as well. So and by the
2: way, it's about the 15th retcon of, you, uh, of Shandor. Like, if you go back and p- play the video games, like, I, oh yeah. it's all a different origin story. But it it made sense. Like, I thought they came up with a really good way. Because Jurassic World, to me, just felt like a shittier, updated version of Jurassic Park. Force Unleashed felt like a shittier, updated version of A New Hope. Like, they used a lot of the same villains and, like, the terror dogs show back up. Mm -hmm. But it didn't just feel like they were lip-sticking up the original. It did kind of feel like it was a fresh story that harkened back to a lot of the same big bads.
3: Absolutely, and they even established that internal continuity with the... Oh, look, it's dates. Like every so many years, something like this happens and Gozer is in danger of coming to destroy the earth and and ruin us all. And so that was a nice, you know, they set it up that this could happen again. And they had even set that up if you go back on the first one. They're like, oh, at this point in history, this happened. And they even set that up so that it's a recurring thing that Gozer is often summoned to uh, come back to Earth and, and
2: destroy everything. Um, what did you think of uh, the Egon Ghost? Because they made it pretty obvious that was what was going on. Like in the beginning, mm-hmm. when she goes down into yeah. the basement, everything's moving around. I read a lot of people had a problem with that. It was my favorite part of the movie, and I felt it. I felt it vibed with the whole Ghostbusters feel. Um, and by the end of it, I, it was heartwarming. I, I was really, okay. really. I didn't. This this movie for me was it was fine. It was okay. Yeah. It was not offensive. And I was like, okay, this isn't sullying the name of Ghostbusters to try to update, you know, this and, and juice a couple extra bucks out of that logo that everybody knows. But it wasn't great. You know, I didn't yeah. and, and there's about forty minutes in the middle where I'm like, ugh like these these kids, these these are 40-year-old doctors that did this, and you have these little fucking kids that are like, all right, well, let's fix the fucking Ecto-1. Like, oh, I don't worry, I can I can make sure this proton pack works. No, you can't. I don't care how smart you are. You can't do that. I can't suspend belief that much.
3: Well, and I think that's, to me, one of the reasons I liked that Egon's ghost was hanging out, even though it was unspecified me until a little bit later. That gave sort of some credence to them being able to figure some of these things out. Like so, it was that you're out for a logic. You didn't have to suspend your. I mean, you have to suspend your disbelief to a great degree. It's a movie about ghosts and and Ghostbusters, but that they added again. Internal consistency is important to me, and so the fact that you were learning from one of the guys who made all of this stuff, and even though he's not speaking to you, he's guiding the guiding hand of Egon Spengler being there, sort of. give a little bit of latitude for them being able to figure stuff out.
4: Yeah. I don't think they were able to figure out who this movie was for because there it was equal parts these kids doing everything themselves and it's a brand new crew and it's it's a kids movie. It's the kids adventure and then the other half of it is Basically treating Ghostbusters like it was it wasn't is the most important thing in the world, which both of those would work, but them kind of mashed together didn't make a whole lot of sense to me.
2: Okay, um, I I, w- I was with you up until the second gozer rips fucking J.K. Simmons in half. Yeah, to me it's like. Whoa! Like I wasn't respect. Like because who gets hurt by a ghost in any of the Ghostbusters movies? Scared, maybe yeah, a little bit dirty. A little scared that yeah. baby gets driven away in that psychotic fucking janosh goddamn baby carriage. There is that. Yeah. 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 Um, but nobody. I mean, he gets murdered. You know by. And I thought Gozer lo- was that Olivia Wilde that was playing Gozer.
4: I believe so.
2: She looked good. Gozer can fucking. Get it is all I can say. I want to get yeah. it. And by the way, don't go to wardrobe. Don't take any of that shit off. I need to, I need to give it to Gozer <laughs> while, the, while the terror dogs look on. Um, I like the fact that it was there was Gatekeeper and Keymaster again. Yes. And it was two different people. Like, those entities, like, you know. And I thought there were some funny references, like, to the original versions of those characters as well. The fan service with the state buff marshmallow mans, I could I could probably do without. That was definitely tacked on, in a, I guess in the hopes for merch. But. I guess maybe it's kind of like what are the things that were in the last Star Wars? Those little Porkins things, Porgs, Porgs. Boy, about yeah. that. Fire, I already forgot about those. Yeah, I mean, Jar Jar takes a lot of shit, but at least people reacted to, to Jar Jar. <laughs> like, Porgs just kind of went the way of the dodo. Um, the, the when they when they fucking show up, first of all. This is going to sound really hypocritical coming from me. Ernie Hudson takes care of himself. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. Showed up. Pretty much still looked like Winston Zedmore. The other two guys look like melting candles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I know age is a motherfucker, but in, you know, race dance, it's not like he doesn't have... <laughs> It's not like he doesn't have a bit of a beer gut in the original Ghostbusters, but they just look (laughs) tired and they look really, really, not just like
3: overweight. Bill Murray looked like he woke up about three seconds before they rolled the cameras. Like he slept in his gear so he could make it there at the absolute (laughs) last second.
2: I just, and then I'm like, Ernie Hudson is the, he's like, in most of the promotional pictures, they don't even put him in. Like it's the other three guys and he still looks like, uh, let's make the third one right now, motherfuckers. And like. You you couldn't have, you know, gone on Jenny Craig for for a couple of weeks before you made this fucking move. for a minute or two. I'm guessing you're you're getting paid as much as a lot of these kids that are running around for fucking two hours. Well, that's the other
3: thing. I feel like uh, Ernie Hudson might be the one who has the most active resume at the moment as far as consistent gigs. So he kind of
2: has to take care of himself a little bit more. But Aykroyd has been trying to get a Ghostbusters the Ghostbusters movie made for a hundred years
3: true but that's all handshakes and behind the scenes stuff he doesn't have to get into a, in front of a camera that's very fair. often people so, age true
2: I'm fine with people aging and I know it's difficult to lose you, you took a bunch of money to play these characters again and you got one guy standing next to you that that took it seriously it looked and then like he, he walked through a time machine and then you got two here. others yeah. guys who walked out of a golden corral and put on some jumpsuits <laughs> and fucking and half-assed their lines you know like Bill Murray and they wrote, some, they wrote a couple of funny lines for Bill Murray. Like, it felt like they were Peter Venkman lines. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are you laughing at? Ernie Hudson looks yoked, man. And he looks great, <laughs> he, right?
1: He looks pretty fucking good.
2: <laughs> uh, maybe they should have put him on the other side of Ecto <laughs> One. You know, because he's standing next to just these two fucking, like, you know, teardrops. And I'm just like, oh, man. Teardrops. I'm okay with you guys being older, but for fuck's sake, lay off, lay off the bread for a couple of Holy weeks. Holy fuck. It, is, it bummed me out a little, because we're never going to see him again, you know, wearing
3: those things. Certainly
2: not. Um, unless it's for a Super Bowl commercial. We might get that. I don't know.
3: I I mean, I can see where you could be a little bit disappointed.
2: I'm a big mess. I understand, but like... If I'm Pete Vankman, it's, it's a fucking... At least, try comb, to, at least comb your hair. Try to look, Comb your fucking <laughs> hair. <laughs>
3: comb your hair.
2: You know what it was? Is that he... I guarantee he did all of his shots in one day, and he didn't want wardrobe, and he was like, put me in a shit, give me... Because he flubs a line. Like, there's a line in there that Venkman says where he, like, doesn't get it all the way out. That being said, I'm talking a lot of shit. Cried um oh you're not uh, alone th- 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 oh, come c- on fucking cried twice <laughs> oh yeah cried when they showed up and then as soon as uh as soon as Egon is helping his granddaughter oh, get out point yeah. the fucking proton pack I, that bad point wasn't like tearing up it was I looked over I need and a I moment. Made, made sure yeah. my wife wasn't looking because yeah. I put the old hand up oh I watched it alone so it was just well, the waterworks you, you were just, very yeah, lucky that very was a great lucky. moment It was fucking great, man. It was it was spectacular, and I really felt good about it. And then the end when I didn't even mind that the ghost was able to stick around and like hug his daughter. Like I just like, oh god, it was fucking playing.
3: They hit all of yeah. the emotional points at that point and I was all I was there for it. I Man. enjoyed every
4: second of Are it. Are people mad that like she's hugging the ghost? I don't know. If I, you can get a beech from a ghost, you can give a ghost a hug. Well, that's a
2: good point. Um but, but I like to point this out, Harold Ramos didn't give anyone a beege in this movie yeah, that, that, that was in is the original not Ghostbusters.
4: Happening. Um um, but um, that's why it's half a star lower for me. Oh dear!
2: I I, lo- I love the ending. I thought the ending was was heartwarming. I thought it was a tremendous send off. And um, if they I, they they're talking about making another one, if those guys show up in some way shape or form i'd be okay with it and they set up the whole franchise potential for real
3: this time with uh especially with him taking with you know winston taking ecto-1 back to the firehouse in new york i love that and they set him up as a very wealthy man who's managed his money wisely over the years where everybody else is he's actually keeping Ray's a cult everybody else has
2: just been going to seafood buffets for the past 25 years
3: (laughs) but again you know he's the one he he walked in for a gig and he turned out to be the most successful financially I kind of love that and I I
2: did like the scene where they fucking Sigourney Weaver's in there and she's shocking Peter Venkman oh yeah like I that was funny I I laughed at that very much I guess they're still together in that universe which that made me happy too. look that way for sure yeah she looks great by the way by the way she looks great she combed her hair Mm -hmm. it seems like it seems like she's an older lady now Seems like she can still fucking figure out her way to the gym. Oh, look, a Peloton.
3: (laughs) She has a history of athleticism. I guess. And very athletic
2: roles. It sounds like, I know what it sounds like to say that, but I mean, I just, there were things they could have controlled. Kevin Nash did not want to dye his hair black every time he comes back as Diesel. He does, and he looks great. (laughs) Maybe a little hair dye. Maybe a little just for men. Touch it up a little bit. (sighs) A
3: hat. Perhaps a hat.
2: Some Ghostbusters hats. Yeah. Slap those fucking uh, goggles on that We don't know why yeah. they use. I got mad at that fucking kid. When that kid just put the goggles. those kids are picking up that shit and touching them. Like, you don't fucking get to touch that. Like I was, <laughs> like a couple times I was very angry. Did
3: you Did you appreciate, was it Paul Rudd's character goes like, oh, that's
2: a cool replica. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he yeah.
3: recognized the stuff I and he was like legitimately excited about Ghostbusters stuff. I thought Paul Rudd stuff. was funny. Yeah.
2: I, 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 he's very, I don't know how people, are there people that don't like Paul Rudd? I don't think so. He's just very likable. Yeah, I
4: like him in every movie he's in. He's funny. He's fucking hilarious in everything he does. I was
2: kind of glad they invested him in that movie because there wasn't there wasn't enough of, like, everything else as far as uh, the rest of that cast. Like, the, the nostalgia cast was great. Like, having Janine in there was kind of, like, taking over the house. Like, yeah. That was not- I didn't mind the mom either. I thought the mom was kind of funny and had some good lines, and I'd have never seen her in anything else. Oh, yeah, she's been in
3: a few things I can't put my finger on. I think she was in one of the seasons of Fargo, okay. uh, the series. She's good. Um, yeah, she's been in a few things, and she's generally – uh, very convincing as the character that she plays in whatever I've seen her in.
2: Yeah, I, I, the part about the crying part too is like I don't want to I don't want to be one of those people go that's just susceptible to all nostalgia. But like I, I do think the Ghostbusters movies are fairly heartwarming. Like they can be biting at times, and they're funny, and they're scary. There's scary stuff that mm-hmm. happens. If that Jano's ghost. My wife saw it for the first time, like, a couple weeks back, and she and she was like, Wah! "She She like, looked at it like, what? Is that grabbing the kid? I'm like, I know. It's fucked up. That's the guy from Ally McNeil." Like, she was having some trouble with it. Um, and then there's the, the dead guy ghost driving the cab, and the yeah. first one, I wasn't allowed to look at him as a kid. Um, so it's kind of a weird franchise, and it's a comedy, but it's also scary, and then it's also really nice. Like, I don't know. It's It's tough to kind of rekindle all of that well it's
3: it's really hard to make a movie like that and i mean that's where it's similar and not quite similar but the first few seasons of the simpsons yeah one of the things that makes those really stick is that they had an underpinning of relatable stories and they treated them like real people even though these wacky things were happening that was one of the producers of the show one of the creators his whole thing was look we have to anchor these people with real emotion that people can relate to right and that's what you get in a lot of movies Especially at one point in time it tried to be as appealing to as many different audiences as possible There was something for everyone and you know, Ivan Reitman full marks for him getting it right where it had a believable sci-fi element it had tons of laughs it had action elements that you felt real stakes in and there was a human element to all of it. Yeah. You could put yourself in the shoes of almost everyone that was on screen and at they, some point. And they
2: kind of started off with like, it was almost like a huckster fucking like flim flam man oh. type of vibe. And by the end yeah. of it, they're saving New York. There's like a full character arc.
3: Right. And that's part of the, yeah, the friction between the characters is like Ray and Egon are like, why why are we BSing everybody? And, and Venkman's whole thing is just, how can I make a buck? Yeah. And so that's,
2: yeah. I do think that. there's probably two or three groups of fans It's impossible to satiate. Wrestling fans are right there. Star Wars fans. Absolutely. Um, Lord of the Rings fans, probably a little bit more difficult. But I think this movie, for me personally, did a better job of trying to check all these boxes than this last group of star wars movies where they're trying to introduce new characters there's new sets of circumstances that they have to from popular culture that they have to adhere to and oh by the way you have these insanely devout fans that know everything about it and you've got to do enough to honor them as well it's
4: an impossible job i mean people that shit all over jj abrams it's easy to fucking do but that's an impossible job i do i do think the industry is learning from that i mean i think star wars had to fail For everyone else who tries to do something like this to do better and realize what worked and what didn't work and how much you should listen. Yeah. I I think that's the biggest thing is how much you should listen and what specifically are you listening to, not listening to everything or nothing. And I, I think that this movie, if this movie came out before 2019, when those Star Wars movies finished... We might not have seen the same thing. Or we it might, might have been
2: Ghostbusters, who you're going to call? We sure. might
4: not have gotten
2: the I things mean, that oof. we
4: liked about it. I Legitimate laugh out loud in the theater when Gozer asks, are you a god? Yeah. And he goes, Ray? <laughs> He's like, uh, <laughs> uh. He doesn't even know it's coming. I, I'm like, I, yeah. I, yeah. Le, le, legitimate laugh out loud. That was probably my favorite moment in the movie.
2: Yes, we're all gods. CGI terror dog, by the way, I know... I should like it more because there's scenes in the original Ghostbusters that do not date well. There's where they, they built the big animatronic terror dog, and he's underneath all the coats and in fucking uh, Rick Moranis' closet, and they throw a coat on top, and he's he <laughs> and you could just you could tell that thing's just a big collection of wires and yeah. silly buddy, And then when he's running down the street, it's like that terrible animation. Yeah, I don't know. Why. It still works. It's, it's endearing. Yeah.
4: I love it. It's just like watching old Star Trek. Like it's charming. That's your deal. What do you call it again? T T O S, the original series. That's a common. That's that's a common. Way <laughs> a common to that is it's.
2: That is the it's abbreviation. A, it's a common. Oh, it's I'm the, sure it's, it's the abbreviation. The accepted I'm sure. nomenclature. I'm, I'm sure it didn't happen three years ago, and everyone has decided to bukaki themselves. Well, like. no, it
3: was after people started saying T N G. Yeah. And you had TOS as a you don't need to
2: say TOS because Star Trek is Star Trek. It was called Star Trek. I got news for you, dickheads. It wasn't called Star Trek: The Original Series. It was called Star Trek. Yeah. The reason why people call TNG is to differentiate it from the original Star Trek. Yeah, there's a You're whole whole bunch making of great, great Star
4: Treks out there. Now.
2: Nobody says as, as Star Trek D or Star Trek <laughs> V for Voyager. You like it. You like saying it. Admit you like saying it's it. Easy
4: to admit. It's easy you to say. like it.
2: It gets you hard. Unlike what women do for you. <laughs> All right, I, I went too far. I go Wait too far. a second. I go too far. I go too far I'm talking about movies. Ghostbusters. <laughs> what happened? Towards, mark, towards, <laughs> towards having an inner battle with I <laughs> Maybe we should mark that. You're talking about <laughs> weeping? We're talking about Where weeping at the end of Ghostbusters. <laughs> he fucking... <laughs> the reason why people say TNG is because the name of the fucking it's, it's show... It's a
3: subtitle for the show. The name yeah. of
2: Star Trek is not the original series. It's yeah. Star Trek. But the nerds—no disrespect, because I'm one of you guys—like these two, they like these things because it makes them feel like they're in the military. Sure, they have to say you know VIO and the VIR and uh-huh. the VIA and the NRS. Okay. It's like, All right, I why? get it. Their, their hand signals. They want the hand signals. They want to be playing fucking <laughs> Halo and be like, "Like left, Master Chief, right," like that. They want that. That's these two.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing. Like you both.
2: That's it's it. It's
3: funny. I I I I appreciate the revelation. I was unaware. Well, oh, no. a-
2: you have to identify the problem before it can be fixed. No, it was
3: just, I liked clarity. But, you know. um, what were you talking about? Oh, the flare crying, crying at the crying end of Ghostbusters. Sobbing. Ghostbusters. Sobbing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, they, and the hits just kept coming. There was an even post credit scene where uh, Janine gives Egon her lucky coin. Oh,
2: yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. One of the cutout scenes from the uh, the movie. Yeah. That was nice. You didn't like any of that shit, you cold-hearted bastard? That worked for me. Cold-hearted motherfucker. The emotional
4: moments worked for me. But you, when we
2: said we cried with, when Egon showed up, you were very upset. I mean, it, what any, is any of us crying during any movie is kind of embarrassing. I, I cry during a lot of movies. Honestly, I don't think. Is I mean, it? I think it's embarrassing outside of this little circle,
4: most yeah. assuredly. Like, if I called up my dad guilty, and told I'm him guil- that. I'm guilty of it, too. I'm not thumbing my nose at it. I, it. I'm embarrassed that I do it.
2: I cry. I'm trying to think of what the it's most. It's okay to have emotions. I, I, I got close during Scrooged.
1: I'm not gonna lie. Oh really? I got a little. I, that's, I, can it. I that's a pretty common. That's a pretty common yeah. at the end when the yeah. kid comes up and says, "I'm sitting here, I'm drinking, I'm like, oh fuck, this I'm, just got really
2: nice." This makes me so
3: happy to hear because this is the first positive thing he said about Screw. I agree.
2: <laughs> so, I, I don't like talking to him about movies I like care for because he he wants to ruin them. I cry for ten minutes in It's a Wonderful Life yeah. every yeah. fucking year. <laughs> ten minutes. When he fucking realizes when Bert knows who he is, and he goes yay and goes running down the street, there will be crying until the end of mm-hmm. that movie, guaranteed. And then when Harry, I'm about to do it now. You know, what? I'm not even going to finish because when, uh-huh. his, when his brother comes back and says to my brother, I'm, "Nope,", nope.
1: Jeez, I get nope. Un- I
4: get uncomfortable when you start crying. I'm nope.
1: going to let I <laughs> you no. go. I
2: got
4: to let you out. Jester will not put the fucking camera on Chad it's all right, by good. Right. for That's the right. first time ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, dude. I can't even say that fucking line. <laughs> All right, go talk, please. As soon as you hear everybody go, Harry Bailey! <laughs> and it's like everybody's like all excited. When he they- says, to my brother George, the richest man in town, yep. everybody pops. Oh, yeah. yeah, my it's,
3: God, it's, the whole it's, place just loses it's mind
2: and starts singing. I send my chick upstairs. Oh, it's, yeah, it's well, very special. Yeah, that's right, the, it's the end. So. <sighs> when that's fucked up. I didn't know that happened when I was uh, just talking about it with you guys. That That is... That's how much it means to you. Maybe I'm just crying because this is the way I'm spending my evening. Well, there is that. I got the, I got all that out of the way on my doing, way over here. Yeah, he does some pre-crying. <laughs> Maybe it's an anticipation of ricochet. Maybe that's why I'm sobbing. Oh boy! So
3: yes, I very much in line with what you thought about Ghostbusters. I thought it, it did everything it needed yeah. to do. Everybody Wasn't in it perfect. Everybody in it, uh, you know, with the exception of a couple of the uh, youth actors. Uh, I feel did a fine job with the material they were given. I thought Egon's and
2: granddaughter was...
3: I thought she was good. She she felt Egon-y. She did. And, and you immediately had that, okay, I can see this being Egon's granddaughter. Like, the weirdness skips a generation, and uh, I can understand why she would have been this person. The Stranger
4: so. Things kid
2: is a blemish, for sure. He's bad. But you know, it's not his fault that he needs to be in all these movies like this, because Everything is based off Stranger Things now. Right. He's been in ten movies that are just kind of like Stranger Things. I, at this I wish point. the later seasons of Stranger Things were
3: based on Stranger Things at this point because I agree They with have gotten you. progressively oh, man, exponentially that, worse. How
2: good was that first season as opposed to the third season? Yeah.
4: Oh, I kind of forget that it's still going, and there's yeah. a
2: fourth one on the way. Yeah, it yeah. is. Pinball machine ain't that good either. Yeah, no, if it sucks. I, That's a big so letdown. Big letdown. Um, I'd give it a. Th- 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 I'd give the end a five. I would say if any Ghostbusters fan should sit through that movie to get to the end, the rest would be a three with some high points and low points. Um, so I'll say three and a half. Three, okay, three and a half for Ghostbusters Afterlife with with the, the end being a five. Yeah, I would say if
3: you enjoy movies, three and a half. If you are a Ghostbusters fan, it's a four. Okay. I, I, oh, I mean I think that's, that's, that's fair. I think that's okay, giving that sort of a you know a a split sort of yes. score in that regard.
4: I hate movies. Um, it you hate, is, it you, is hate true. you hate yeah. movies.
3: You hate emotions. You hate being happy. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I hate All tour. of these things. <laughs> you hate other people <laughs> well, having emotions. Hey yo, <laughs> I'm selling <someday>. Hey yo, <laughs> the line
4: goes that way. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, For the yeah. record, it goes wraps around the building to the left. <laughs> when I saw it in November, I landed on a three because up until the end, a lot of the movie just really didn't work for your me. Chi- your chick lands on a three All every
2: night.
1: <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I'm getting, damn!
2: I don't know. It was too good. We're I don't all, even we're mean all it. friends here. I don't even mean it for God's sakes. Where are you was, going? Get that
4: yeah. You're leaving it. Hey, give me that? one. That give me awful. one too. Hey, well, you get one for
2: get get, get uh, three.
4: Yeah. G- give me one of the topos. No, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me one of those, please. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dottie. You were saying? I'm dump it over the board. Um, <laughs> please don't <laughs> take
2: the board It'd be and sell it. Yeah.
4: I'd be fair if he did. It, 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 I really, really liked the ending. Me too. But all of that can't make it an amazing movie when the rest of it, I really was just waiting for it to, I was waiting for them to show up the whole movie. Yeah, me too. And that is why, that that's, that doesn't really act as a successful movie for me if you're just waiting the whole time for what you know is going to happen, the return of these characters, and then when they're there, it's great but then that's if that was the whole reason that I was sitting here for the last 90 minutes, mm. that's kind of where it falls off. But would you have wanted to see
2: those three guys in the stage they were in do a Ghostbusters movie for 90 minutes? No. See, I don't think you can yeah. either. If they would have taken it seriously... I mean, the one thing about Harrison Ford... How about this? Take a look at Keanu Reeves. That guy's squarely mm-hmm. in his mid-50s at this point. Yeah. Tom Cruise. He's got to be getting... Close to fucking 60. They take it seriously. And do I, don't,
4: I don't mean to come off as saying I, I would rather <sighs> have a movie with the three of them because that probably would be kind of embarrassing to watch if it was the entire movie. I think this is probably the best outcome this movie could have had.
3: Yeah, and, I
4: think so. You know, other, if it didn't have those great moments at the end, I think it would be a pretty just run-of-the-mill kind of family adventure movie. Um, but with that added, it, it's it's really the heart. It's not the nostalgia that works for it. It's the heart at the end, specifically with all of the Egon stuff. Yeah. It's not that, like, that is much more impactful than seeing, for me, than seeing Bill Murray in a, a Proton Pack. It is interesting. I had
2: this thought. I wish Harold Ramis was still with us, but do you think the movie would have been as... I mean, because that was the most interesting part. That's what really gets in yeah, and, yeah.
3: And, and tugs at your heartstrings, yeah, is the fact that he's actually gone, not just gone in the movie.
2: Tor, have you seen Ghostbusters?
1: I have, yeah. And I, I believe you introduced me to Ghostbusters too. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah, it was okay. I like the first one a little more. Okay. You haven't seen this one? No, I oh, haven't. All right, very good.
2: Very right,
3: good. Uh, Did well, you enjoy the fact that he showed the class Cujo? yeah it was great that he wheeled the TV in to show the kids Cujo <laughs> that was fun. and then yeah. later in the movie you had the <laughs> call back to Cujo where the dog's on the hood of his car so. yeah it
2: was weird that like they did all that foreshadowing there's a lot of foreshadowing I, for some reason I googled Easter eggs and Ghostbusters afterlife and then read a bunch of it and I just like what am I what are you doing with your fucking life uh, what else is there to, to the nerd hole the, yeah. the part that, what, what else is there to do with your life what the mean? one part where the sheriff was like who are you gonna call I'm like Ugh. that uh, was uh, Bokeem yeah. Woodbine
4: I, I mean, love him love seeing absolutely him. fantastic that right was fucking embarrassing that line should that line should have been <laughs> stricken the from the record yeah. all the
2: stuff with goes through though dropping some of the hits i was i was fine with that okay
4: um well, let's get to it when did you tell me about this fucking movie the first time i watched it about a year and a half ago okay before we were doing this show and then i think it came up again when we did blowout last summer because that featured lithgow john lithgow yeah. and unhinged Murderer, yes, John Lithgow. How did John Lithgow? You think, like, walk around in society
2: without somebody throwing a big butterfly net over him and dragging him <laughs> off? At that point <laughs> in his Shit. life, I mean, he is out of control in this fucking movie. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I, I like. I, I don't know that it's incredible. That's what I'm. I'm excited to talk to you about this. I, I I tweeted that I'd seen this fucking Ricochet movie, right? Yes. And I had a lot of people saying Lithgow was the best, hard to beat Denzel in that movie, but Lithgow does not I'm like. What are you talking about?
4: They're both wackadoos. It is so unhinged, mm-hmm. and both and of them. It makes it's coked out and doesn't make any sense. And you're like, what? What is? What is the director telling them? Like, what kind oh, of right. guidance are they getting? What, in what in are between their agents takes. telling them? Like, yeah, be in this movie. <laughs> That's why it works. And it's just it's in that weird pocket that we've talked about before. Like when we reviewed Deep Cover, it's like that weird early '90s pocket where like. The 90s auteurs haven't really come on the scene yet. We don't have Fincher. We don't have the Coen brothers as much. We don't have Tarantino. Like The genre is trying to figure out what it is. We're kind of coming off of the big Arnold and Stallone movies, and... We just get weird shit like this, and <laughs> that's why it's. But it's awesome. not.
2: But, but "Boys in the
3: Hood" is like a real movie. Yes. Yes. You know, it is made by an auteur.
2: This is closer to New Jack City, which is absolutely just crazy. Yes, that cartoonish. F- but New, yeah, but go New Jack City is almost uh, a documentary compared to this. Exactly. Yeah. It feels it's- like watching Michael Clayton next to this movie. <laughs> this movie's fucking nuts. It's mm-hmm. the most nuts movie that I can remember watching and then like sitting back and say, I don't know if I like this. I don't know what happened here. I don't know how any of these people went on to have a career after they made this fucking movie.
1: <laughs> Lithcow told the parole board member, I'm going to go home and fuck your wife, your daughter, and maybe your dog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and that wasn't the end of the hearing.
3: <laughs> and, then, but, yeah, oh. that wasn't. and then somehow
2: one of his boys had a power saw which he sought a fucking prison <laughs> guard <laughs> to have
3: with. Well, there were apparently no actual prison guards at that prison because they were able to secure enough material to have a gladiatorial fight in the cafeteria. I, I don't even want to... <laughs> how I,
2: do you explain that scene to someone? No shit. I,
3: I pray to God that it, whatever it was... So you list. see, so Jesse Ventura and John Lithgow are going to strap phone books to their body. Oh, wow, what a bitch Jesse Ventura is, <laughs> by the way. Immediately. He's got
2: his ass kicked, I got all this his shit shoved off of his bed, and then he got stabbed in the, in yeah, the, you in can't the mess hall. You can't do Captain Freedom like that.
4: Holy <laughs> shit. I really hope that there is a lot somewhere i think this was universal on universal studios and there's props for ricochet and there's tons of hardcore pornography with denzel's face <laughs> taped to all of the photos in the magazines okay. that was a fucking wild part i
2: didn't think i'd be in a situation where i have to ban john page from the show uh oh Here, here's what he just said in the chat both of them had great performances denzel to go from calm cool collected da to crazy guy being set up for revenge Denzel was nuts. Well, Denzel's naked in the first ten seconds of the he movie. Just starts taking he strips his down fucking in a fucking carnival yeah. for <laughs> no
3: reason. He's openly flirting with the waitress while he's trying to make his career better. He's like, "Hey, what is the hey, what, what can we do?" He's just Don't you bring me the special? Oh, huh? all right, shit. <laughs> like
2: what are you? What are you doing, dude? He's a huckster and a flimflam man. And then John Lithgow is. So, so John Lithgow's big plan is: I was sent here to. He, he he sets up a guy, kills him with a shotgun, and the guy that paid him to do it, he kills him. Then he throws himself out a window. What was his plan at Wait, the beginning what was of that the movie? End game here? <laughs> He's nuts. And then Denzel is in the middle of seven million people. This takes is my all chance to off, the big time. Then he shoots <laughs> behind his back into the fucking John Lithgow. This is in the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah, John Page, you're nuts. He's, he was
1: very excited for tonight, John
2: Page. John wa- Page was? He watched both movies. He said, I can't make it out, but I watched them both. I well, can't I wait Well, I mean, that, that's pretty good. I don't <laughs> mind him watching. <laughs> Man, I both think both he donated a nice sum tonight By also. By the way, Danielle uh, O'Connor's a monster fucking donation. Monster donation. <laughs> Danielle, thank you so much. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, tore, you owe two beer bongs. I, I, I Can I get a 12-ouncer, please, Please, Joe? if you don't mind, Joe. I know it's, oh, it's going to take him 45 minutes to get back. I've never seen anyone get out of a chair slower. Ant-Man could run a quarter mile quicker than Joe got out of that chair. Wow. <laughs> He's still, he ain't even in the back yet. You owe two beer bongs. Danielle's got to get a piece of that as well. Gotcha. I, I got a go Cory Rita, John Page, uh, and then Danielle. And then Mark Borger. Jesus Christ. Mark Borger again. <laughs> Cheers, you fucking crazy son of a bitch. I hope my all God. these people
4: have seen Ricochet.
2: I hope they take some of the money they were going to donate next week and buy themselves a Blu-ray copy of Ricochet. <laughs> and then and then hide it from your kids. Hide it from your parents. <laughs> it's better than donating it to a, a Children's Center telethon, obviously. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. God. Here's the ten grand, and then all of a sudden this that guy's getting just murked out in front of the bank. I don't need security. This is my neighborhood. I'm sure you don't. Right, man. Don't even worry about me. They know what? me no, here. I'm worried about you.
3: I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about the ten grand. Oh my like a-
2: <laughs> god, bat shit fucking. Movie. When it
3: was while it was early enough in Ice T's acting career that he still was Ice T. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, Law and Order. Ice T. So he was definitely oh, still excuse like. Excuse
2: me. Do you mean Ethan Hunt? Because that's who Ice T <laughs> was at the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many skills Ice T has? How many people he has under his influence? Well,
3: you know, urban technology,
2: man. No, oh, you got to do two yet. Yeah. Oh, dude, sixteen ounces. Show, Joe, you There's little
1: ones. They're warm. I can do those, please. Oh, if
2: you want it's you a Wednesday. Could I? Yes, I'll do those. Now, hurry up. We need to shotgun some beers ah. here. But how about the fucking... Don't wait for me to get clear. And then
3: nothing happened. Wait.
2: How is his... How is his plan to blow up an entire building? A meth lab. By the way, Ice-T's okay with him blowing up his own meth lab. His
3: entire operation. He's
2: up there putting uh, lipstick all over his face. In his
4: boxes. (laughs) He's got signs behind him. And then... When well, that building blows up and Lithgow, because the whole point, like Lithgow, wants to be the one to kill him personally. No! Well, he his wants him to face suffer face for a his long fucking time. Face, yeah. he he just he goes no.
2: <laughs> by the way, why would not John Lithgow be like, oh my god, this guy's a crackpot and he's gonna die? I've, I've actually done better than I thought I was going. He to He didn't do. want it's him to so die. He wanted man. him to live a long and painful and horrible yeah, well, life. That's a pretty. Yeah. Pa- he had already. He's having a painful, yeah. horrible life, and then it ends at his own hand. All right. Well,
3: I think the most unbelievable part of that entire sequence is the fact that he bull the asbestos shoot through the skylight oh, its way down that, that, was, that was well
2: it, done it was the, like, the, the movie goes so far like it's so incredibly nuts up until that point and then somehow figures out a way to go another 180 degrees off the rails you know how long it takes to fill a pool Dude, how, how,
3: more, how than more than six hours.
2: That's I like, filled a pool. Well, my dad had a pool. My, I have a pool. It yeah. takes quite some time to fill a pool. <laughs> that
3: Olympic-sized swimming
2: pool. Where did they drain it? Where did the water go? <laughs>
1: where did the old ladies come from?
3: Because they were right. classes. <laughs> it's an so open- the
2: pool had to be filled. And chlorinated. How crazy was the scene where the hooker comes in and it's like, "Oh, your dick is hard <laughs> even you don't want to do this. Your dick is in me. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. And then he gets syphilis. Uh, the fact that he's like, oh, you got syphilis? Like, oh, well, I don't know how I got that. I didn't. I wanted to spare you, honey. I fucked this white chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He's doing do the uh, primitive
3: overdub technology. It was it's just- like, let me attach my Walkman to the camcorder. Yeah, he this- was
1: planning that from the first time they were meeting at the city hall. Absolutely, yeah, fucking.
2: did T- you? Hold on, are you got to do a beer oh. here? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. Tor is going to bong a beer for Mark Borger, Danielle O'Connor's John Page, and Corey Rita, who've been absolutely crazy. Oh, and Kimberly Milio.
1: I'll do one for my fallen soldier, Larry, also, who died like a dog in the street. Who? To, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: When, was that Kevin, Kevin Pollock? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Pollock died worse in this than he died in uh, what was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Oh, End of shit. days. Yeah. The fucking, he gets set on
3: fire by the devil. Well, and did you note <laughs> there were two instances where they shoehorned in an opportunity for Pollock to do two of his impressions? He got to do his oh, Columbo yeah. bit and the Captain oh, yeah. Kirk bit. So oh, yeah.
2: shoehorn and awkward. <laughs> yes. right, here we go. I'll take this down here. Right, take this down. What a weird show tonight. <laughs> I was crying like ten minutes ago. <laughs> Way to go, Tor. Well done. Delicious warm beer. Now you owe two, so where's the second?
4: (laughs) 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 What? Was that a fucking bumblebee? What was that? I think your hard drive. Did you swallow a pager? Did it go off for fifteen
2: seconds? Excuse me, everybody. Pardon me. This is the weirdest show we've ever done. Oh shit! That was the longest, lowest belch I've ever heard. There was
1: no tonal shift at all. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I can hold a note. <laughs> wasn't necessarily minding my manners there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He sounded like like someone playing a didgeridoo. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's exactly when when Crocodile Dundee was calling the Aborigines to help (laughs) him. I need you to isolate that belch to play tomorrow on the show. Oh, my God. Tor, smile for me real quick. Oh, yeah, you bloodied your face. You're bleeding, man. Oh. Yeah, what'd you do? Did you, cut, did you cut your lip? I guess so. Just move the camera on. He's the got gingivitis, show brother. The, show the camera your bloody teeth. You got, no, I don't. I don't want to see that. That's disgusting. Get gingivitis, tour. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You must have cut yourself regularly.
3: with the sharp edge on the I, can. Yeah. I
2: don't think brushing helps gingivitis. I think that's the fucking. Uh, I think you need some listerine for that. It just makes it bad.
1: <laughs> I got the opaque, good listerine that foams up in the mouth. Oh, yeah.
2: that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. Oh, God. Uh, by the way, uh, Headlock wants to know what film is this? I just got back into the stream. Uh, we are talking about Ricochet, starring yes. Denzel Washington, John Lithgow, Kevin Pollock, and. I don't know. A bunch of people you've recognized. A whole I believe, lot of people. The 1991 that movie 91. Came out really early. Yeah. Yeah. Really good Ice T song at the end uh, yeah, of totally the soundtrack yeah. as well. <laughs> really, really strong. Oh, yeah, okay, Ice T is in this. In my opinion, Ice T is the best part of the movie because at least I, I recognize him as Ice T. These other two guys, they need to be locked up. Like they, were, <laughs> they were possessed by a fucking demon. All right, here we go. This is the second one for our beautiful donor. I didn't like the DA walking right into the locker room, also, by the way. With it, well, that's just when walking right in, a bunch of naked you, dudes. But you did see Denzel Schwantz. I saw it for a brief second. I didn't get enough. I've been talking about.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on! What are we doing? You have a pause button? I don't need a no, no. I know what I mean. Oh. If it's Denzel, I don't need the half Monty.
2: Come on. Oh. You want full? Come on. <laughs> yes. no, that's the noise you wanted to make on top of your chest. Stop the fuck! Clinton. Dive with the sweet hey, release. You said, you never take me shopping. <laughs> get in the back, punk. Um, I've decided to get married. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's see this uh, beer bong here. One Thank one you one for one. all the donations tonight, by the way. People oh. have been very generous.
1: Jester, I didn't get a send-off on that last
2: one. You need, need a proper send-off, yeah. Jester. Later, boy. There it is. It's from Mark Borger. All the nice people. Danielle. John Page. Ah, Delicious. Also, we,
4: we didn't decide to watch this. This this wasn't like pre-planned during the last episode that we were going to talk about Ricochet. This was absolutely what, a wild card. What it was yeah. was uh, the Fortress Film Society group chat lit up. Uh, it was a text from <laughs> Chad Dukes, and it just said, I just saw Denzel Washington's penis. And I, my, my text <laughs> up was, "Huh? you're watching Ricochet? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it's on HBO Max. It's just sitting there right now if you want to watch it. I, you don't even have to torque." How much of that beer went down the front of your shirt? Uh, God, I am bleeding a little bit. Uh, just a, l- a little bit. How much are you bleeding?
1: I, I just noticed a little bit on my on my top of my lip. Weird sharp, show, sharp edge
3: cans. This
2: show's got it all. Watch man. out! I, don't, I, I I remember my first beer.
3: <laughs> um. But yeah, I remember watching Ricochet uh, when it came out on cable. Uh, really? Then. yes. It was I believe I would imagine it was the summer of ninety two because it was a year after it came out when it finally got to HBO. You're looking at retirement plans? And it was what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out how I could <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, Oh that's you know. funny. Still wondering what a playoff game would look like. <laughs> well no, there were plenty of playoff games before then. And just winning a series was a real challenge at that point. Oh, so. That's Shit.
2: funny, man. That's so funny.
3: But uh, um, yeah, that that was a uh
2: I gotta ask then why, why why aren't you in therapy? Because if you watch that oh. movie and you've never brought it up, that's the problem. I've I've been watching movies and talking about movies for a decade on the radio. No one has ever mentioned this movie to I, me. I think it's
3: because it's so batshit crazy. Fucking, I
2: feel uncomfortable. The only piece people I have ever
3: spoken about it with are people who have also seen it, and it was I I've never brought it up to anybody because it's so off the wall and weird. And the like I said, the only time it came up was because. Oh, Lithgow plays an incredible psycho in Blowout. Huh. I guess this was the template for his role in Ricochet Dude. to the nth degree. It's just, it's so weird. He,
2: he's, uh, who's, who's the Bueller guy? Bueller, who's that guy? Ben Stein. He's Ben Stein in Blowout compared Absolutely. to his character in this yeah. movie. He's so weird. and so, it, it's almost like they just... This is my magic eye. Do you remember we were watching the happening and you're like, I think M. Night Shyamalan is telling them to act badly. Like, he has to be because these people are. They must have just been throwing. Like, that, that scene in The Departed. You want some coke? Don't come up until your face oh, is numb. Yeah. That's what had to be going on on the set of this movie. It was so. You gotta turn your
1: microphone on. Boy, you are falling a, out of control here. I, I gotta replace this cable. Uh, it was so uncomfortable so many times. Would lift go, with lift gal was in the children's room. And then to switch. With the hatchet where
2: he's going to hit yeah. the, is it the
1: carol, the hatchet? That was hideous. And then the the, the switching the tapes, and then Denzel's playing his own uh, porno uh, drugged out sex tape in front of the his DA. Just like, <laughs> I'm
4: like, I'm like I, what? What I do if this appreciate is the worst. I appreciate his
1: logic where he's like, why would
3: I have sent this tape to the news? Like, what, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> why, why would, why would no I have one, sent this tape this to the This guy nurse? has been
2: nothing but a paragon of Absolutely. virtue his entire life. All of a sudden, he's hooked on smack and hiring hookers and catching the clap. No one believes him. No one. Not Nobody a soul. Belie- his wife almost bails completely on him, and it's like, wow. John Lithgow kills 700 people escaping jail. 700 people. And then the way that he fakes his own death is he shoots one of the guards in the leg so they think that he's been shot. In the leg. Wouldn't they be able to tell it was a fresh bullet wound? You'd like what to they, think they could tell that or they do dental records in the car.
4: Yeah. They do something to like make sure his
2: DNA is in the car. I'm, I'm guessing his DNA was everywhere. He seemed right. to to come a lot in this movie. <laughs> a lot of caming.
1: I was upset he shot the book
2: guy. He was all nice Yeah, that was there. such a bummer. He's like, hey, young fella. Who didn't he shoot? Well, uh, Who doesn't he shoot in this movie? Point. I don't like it. It's a gross movie. It's weird. <laughs> The, the, the way that he kills him is that he so Denzel Washington planned to hang off of a rope off of the tower while the entire tower is electrocuted by iced tea.
0: That was the fucking plan yeah,
2: after blowing up the fucking uh, crack house. Also, they didn't
3: actually pre-rig it to the uh, base of the streetlight that they got the power from. So they had to do that on the fly running. And it's like, wouldn't you if this was your plan?
2: How about when they assault
1: the
3: two cops? Absolutely. We'll take it from here. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know why you keep the cops out of it. They see fucking Lithgow sitting there. Lithgow's right there. He's He's being a maniac. The whole
3: point is, yeah, the whole entire point is to clear the DA's name or the assistant DA's name. It's like, well, let's get as many eyes on the, no, no, no. You guys need to go ahead and stay back.
2: How about you shoot John Lithgow on the head and say, here he is. Like yeah, the, he's, the guy, the guy in the TikTok video the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Ta-da. That guy right there. That's the guy you use. I'd like to give you
3: an exclusive interview with him.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my god! Did you just reference Kobby? Uh,
2: Is that his name? I think so. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. You need him for jo- here. <laughs> Denzel's innocent here. <laughs> Fucking Christ! Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. It, there was just so <laughs> much about that. Yeah.
1: Number one TikToker of <laughs> the world.
3: There was, there was just so much in the movie that was so far-fetched and ridiculous that is, if you weren't along for the ride, it would have immediately taken you out of it.
4: It is truly a see-it-to-believe-it movie. Yeah, absolutely. I don't believe it. I don't believe I've they have seen it, and I still don't believe it. I'm de- saying see-it, like, to, to even believe that what's actually happening on screen.
2: There is a series, Denzel, from, like, glory to, like training day mm-hmm. you could argue top three actor in the, oh, the fucking killer world wrong. right killer how did he walk that movie off it is it's so intensely i feel wild. like there
3: were just so many movies that were just ridiculous for the sake of being ridiculous at yeah. that point in time that this was not all that abnormal mm. when you look at it in the context of the rest of his career you're like no yeah no but um, among some of the other movies at the time, I feel like this came out what a uh, same year as T two, T two was, was 90, 92. T2. yeah ninety two so 10, 92. it's it's that's kind of where we made the switch to okay big action thrillers have to right. at least have some level of even though it's about robots from the future coming back to kill people we have to at least rein it in a little bit so you can sort of believe it as a viewer
2: okay um. Do you remember the scene in um, American, you just watched American Gangster recently, right? I did, yeah. There's a scene in American Gangster starring Denzel Washington mm-hmm. where he walks out, he, he walks out of the diner, he sees Idris Elba, and he walks up to him, and he shoots him in the head, and he puts the jar down. Right. right. He says $20 for whatever he says. Here's your percentage, yeah. Everyone in the theater, when I watched it, went, oh, and like it was a very shocking moment in that mm-hmm. movie. That wouldn't make the trailer of fucking <laughs> Ricochet. No, 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 no. It'd be on the cutting room floor of Ricochet. James, uh, uh, what's the name? James Berlin? Is it James Berlin? Which Berlin is it?
3: James Berlin is the father. There's Josh Berlin. Josh Berlin's, Berlin's yeah. Thanos. Josh Berlin
2: yeah. shoots the dog in American Gangster. That's a, uh, that's a oh, yeah. zero compared to Ricochet. <laughs> the,
1: the, the training day ending uh, monologue by Denzel where everybody's playing played back. Yeah. shit on yeah. me. Wouldn't even make it. I just don't know.
3: I like that his toady, that uh, Lithgow's toady yeah. just ends up being like, all right, well, I hate Crucified you Crucified on yeah. a power thing, He's screaming like, you're an asshole. I, you're an idiot. All this time I thought you were a genius. It's like, well, good Why job. Why was he
2: looking up to him? I I, I didn't get He's that. He's Grover Dill up. and fucking uh, John Lithgow's Farkas. He's, a, <laughs> <laughs> way went. He's
3: like his Renfield to his Dracula. He's like, he had nothing else going on. Oh I my did, God. You, did you like it, Goat? i enjoyed it when you i was did. i was i mean when it came out aside from looking at retirement plans i had uh, just graduated <laughs> from high school so when i saw you, it you got him with that one i was uh <laughs> I don't like that i was right in the uh, it was right in the wheelhouse i feel like even though it was rated R, I uh, i might have been in the target demo for a movie like that at that because okay. it was just so ridiculous and i didn't know enough of it was absurd right i just watched it like oh my god i can't believe this is happening and it just kind of stuck in the back weird cortex of my brain
2: i feel like king of new york is real weird i feel like new jack city is real weird and they're they're not as weird they're as this not movie. even this remotely no a bizarre movie you, I, I love this movie you love you how
4: can you say that because it's you can sit down and be crazy man you can sit
2: down and like have pleasure just watching this movie on a saturday absolutely. afternoon absolutely
4: yeah. I, I, I had, it, it was some of the most fun I had fun. had in a long time watching it when I saw it for the first you're time. You're watching a
2: man's life crumble, <laughs> everything he's, b- I also don't like that. Whenever the the, the framed person and no one believes me trope, like, I, it makes me so uncomfortable. You want to take heroin,
1: he's getting shot up, oh, uh, how's that
2: fun? They find him in the trash bag and he's got all the chalk around his <laughs> mouth, and, uh, you, I'm sure you're laughing at that, <laughs> Dude, come on. My jaw was on the
4: floor the whole fucking movie, oh, in God. the best way. I hate it because there's it not. Later lot, there's on, busted. You, you know, you just listed off a bunch of movies from the 2000s on. There's not a lot of movies that do that to you now.
2: I don't want a lot of movies to do that to me. I don't want a lot of hereditary. I want to feel summers. Like I want. Oh, <laughs> you need to. It's just. Sure. So, it, it's, talk to somebody, please.
3: Yeah, it's it's kind of like they put <laughs> talk the, to my friends it's, every other week. It's kind of like they put the Running Man and um oh God. and New Jack City in a blender. And then added about um, a truckload of amphetamines to it. Maybe. It was because it has that whole, the media can be manipulated into telling whatever story. It's got those sort of like early germinations of things like that. And when he walks up, he's like, you know, you're off the, we're, we're on the air. It's like, oh, well, then kiss my ass. And it's just got the whole, the news well, the is twisting. The
2: end twi- was so absurd. The news is yeah.
3: twisting everything and like the newspapers can be done. And the guy has the video camera as in an era before everybody was walking around with a cell phone camera. And he captured the moment that sent him to, uh, to on his rise to stardom. As it were.
2: I don't know. What, what are you talking about? That, how it's just got those those
3: early tropes of how those would become huge themes in later movies. And it's almost kind of, it took, that was one of the main themes of The Running Man, but it took it and it just sort of turned it on its yeah, ear with I weirdness.
2: Know. I don't know. Maybe right go. To, I don't. I've never seen a movie where I could really compare it to this one. I, I there's no movie I look at and say, well, this is just a little bit more aggressive than that. There's some crazy batshit
4: nuts movies from that era, but have you seen Livewire with Pierce Brosnan? Uh, I don't know. Same same time period. Well, I'm Does not also, anyone also fucking crazy? I'm not, I'm, I'm not crazy. watching it. Does it's anyone, not as perverse. I
3: don't want to see it. Does anyone <laughs> claim they'd like to get her tit in a ringer uh, just, in that movie? I don't remember. There's too
2: much. Forced to intravenous drugs, and then there's male rape. It just—I don't—I don't—I don't want any of it. There's no when child he's, porn. When he's, the, it, the child porn magazine. That's a, yeah. that's a hard hammer to drop. And then they show it. <laughs> well, I mean, they just show the covers. <laughs> this is enough for me. I would agree. I've never seen that in a movie before. <laughs> 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 so a of, why, I have. We're not talking about your why personal life would you ever <laughs> just just gone, baby, <laughs> uh, gone? Is happiness. a f- hideous <laughs> fucking movie. It is nothing compared to this. Um, I, I went upstairs and I remember telling my wife, I was like, I think I think you could tell someone to watch it just so you can say you watched it and just so you can have the experience. Shared trauma. Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer of that. But <laughs> Shared trauma. I'm bummed. Oh, I really uh, thought we were going to be high fiving. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Stink. No. It's fucking awful. It felt like the Black
1: Mirror Army episode for me, where it's just all terrible. It's all e- the Black Mirror episodes. I oh, stopped watching Black those,
4: Mirror because I got a, bummed out after I watched well, all of Because that's them. just like way too much content total. You know, that whole series is. Probably, what, 20, 30 Johnson, hours. this
2: was too much. I hate to break it to you. It was too oh. much five minutes into the movie. I, I cannot stress to you how weird the sword fighting prison scene is. <laughs> and when it happens, you're going to think they're joking and they're not joking. No. We, we settled they- this in the ancient ways of gladiatorial combat. And somehow it's like weird white power shit. Like, was yeah. he a white supremacist or was he just playing He was guys?
3: just using them for muscle. Right.
2: Right. He didn't need muscle. He murdered everybody. What did they do with Jesse Ventura's body? Because, like, the fight stops. It's like, all right, I've beaten you. And then for no reason whatsoever, ha! And then he fucking murders him.
3: Yeah. Sure. What an awful thing. Well, you see, it wasn't no reason. He was wearing a piece of newspaper that had a picture of Clean Denzel Washington's
2: character I need to on put his chest. In my weird hardcore pornography collection of Denzel Washington. Why didn't they just take that shit to the DA the wouldn't second he, they got it? <laughs> wouldn't he have been in
3: solitary at some point? Or a psych ward? Or the electric chair? Anywhere. Anywhere other than, oh, hey, here's a hospital where not only are we going to give him books, we're not going to have a guard right next to him the entire time. Oh, hey, look, he's taking off his straps. Oh, look, he's undone the bandages on his knee. He's taping books to his shin. Isn't that something? What was huh. that about?
2: Why did he tape the books was to he, his shin?
3: Was he strengthening his uh, his leg muscles to get, he was like accelerating his rehab with How legs. do you know that? Was, How do you yeah. know that? just Because he kind of, he started to flex. He was asking but for was that that like, uh, They don't like, explain it. Like James Conn, uh lifting Tom the Wilson does.
1: Row.
2: What? It's what Tom Wilson oh, does. Oh, Tom Wilson yeah. does it. I thought he was taping them to him so he could get up and escape. I thought he was going to try to escape, with like that was going to be like a makeshift cast or something. Needlessly gross, by the way. Fucking hate that movie. I like that he
3: immediately, it dawned on tour immediately how terrible that was. I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: The Tom Wilson joke. Oh, I didn't even hear I'm it. Go I'm still, I'm still I, I trying to host the my, show.
2: <laughs> Silly me, I'm trying to host the show. So anyway. <laughs> Thank you to Rhett Rothberg, by the way, for the donation. No, no, no. Everyone doesn't need a drink. Very nice. Thank you for the donation. but Can, can we drink if we want to? Maybe yeah, you'd like I to. I like to. If, if you'd like to. I was worried you were going to la- not no no, drink. no, 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 no. We're forbidding you for drinking. Daniel O'Connor's and John Page and Corey Rita. If you would like to drink, drink for them. All right. Um, I give it a I don't I can't give it a grade. I abstain. Okay. It's like when you flip, I defer to the other team. Okay. I don't know if I want to kick off, I don't know if I want to receive. Well, and I think if, if, if abstaining
3: from giving it a, a number rating is on the table, then I feel like I kinda almost have to as well just because I you pussy. I,
2: I think you like well, the movie. I can't it's,
3: imagine recommending it to anyone. I enjoyed it, but I can't imagine you enjoy, recommending it go, to it. Goat, if you could say you enjoyed it, you'd a, it a three. grade. I can't say that I enjoyed it. Okay, then I would give it a three because I, am, I would stop short of saying, "Hey, you should really watch this movie." But if you're really into early '90s ridiculousness, then maybe, and and you can stomach a lot of
2: needless violence for for no apparent reason. It's not good, needless violence. No, by the way, I'm a big fan of needless violence. This, I kind of hope that like they. They put this movie on some sort of blacklist where people aren't allowed to watch it. <laughs> just uh, that they ban this I'm movie. I'm not a big censorship guy, but maybe just for this movie. No. It's a three. Three for me. Three? Yeah. How can you give it a three? The it was penis. A, a the t- Denzel penis.
1: there was no uh, yeah. cock,
2: would you give it a three? Hell no. Um,
1: <laughs> but look.
2: It Bullock. was. Bullock. Bullock.
3: <laughs> Sandra Bullock was not
2: in this movie. She's got a new movie coming out, though, with Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. Looks great. It looks pretty funny. I'll go see that with all three of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a rom-com. we leave our wives at home. <laughs> they're going to stay right at home, and they're going to start wondering what's going on. <laughs> what are you guys going to go see? You can, sh- Don't even ask. Sh- Don't ask what's going on on Wednesday and Thursday nights so when we're out to all hours. Hey, <laughs> <boys>. Oh, God, <laughs> there we go. So, Chester's all steamed. Ready to step out. Three. Oh, ready to step out? Good point. Um, Come on. It evoked
1: so many uh, emotions from me throughout it that it's better than average because I was so... So you liked it? I was so... No, because it was... I mean, it
2: stinks. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like, I'm like, holy shit, I'm so invested. You do let your dates watch Blade 2 with you. I mean, you got terrible movie instincts. That was an error. (laughs) You sliced your gum open on a fucking pen earlier. Another mistake. You make some bad fucking... You got an old shirt on.
1: I'll be playing a lot of pinball after this also, so I'll chalk that up to a, a <laughs> net right. neutral on the night. What are you giving it? Three? I'll stick it. Up. I was glued to it. Three. I'll give it a
4: three. I was glued okay. to the movie. Okay. It, it's a four. You guys are oh, you know. fucking <laughs> Pur- Puritans. <laughs> it suck. Are you suck. Re- uh, You're going to the 8 a.m. church service. I hope your okay, dad what, hugs you. I hope what, one point what's your will hug you. It's a four. Is that your real score? I've been screaming about this movie for like two years. Yeah, okay. Brought it up on the show before. I'm
2: not not the one. This movie is ten times more disturbing than Bone Tomahawk, which I thought was the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. Ten times more disturbing.
4: I'm not lowering a score because it's upsetting in some way.
3: Oh, remember. That actually heightens the score for Doug. Because it
1: upsets him.
4: Because he doesn't like watching movies. Because it's surprising. He likes things that are upsetting. He's
1: too buried in the identity.
4: This is way more interesting than most of the shit that comes out now.
2: Interesting. He's living the gimmick. Yeah, the, the, the piss Christ was interesting. I doesn't mean I want to go watch it every go see that fucking thing every weekend. Uh, you know what? You should go watch that Honeydew fucking movie. You should go watch that. You'll probably oh, I like that it. one. Yeah, you liked it, didn't you? No, nah, that was which old shit? Henry? Three and a half. The, you it gotta uh, you, for, I, you know I, why? I, 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 do. You want to know why? I'll explain it to you. I'd love to hear it. I picked Old Henry. Ah, uh, Dodson picked whatever that shit was. Okay, synthesizer. Thank you. Oh, same thing as synthesizer. The synthesizer was a two point five. Dotson picked it, so it was a three point five. You're not honest.
4: Synthesizer.
2: Yeah, whatever. That's just that's fucking right, that's shitty. Sh- that's an outcast. Song. Song. Syn- Synchronic. <laughs> whatever. That no. A shitty possessor. Shitty fucking oh, possessor. Yeah. Cronenberg I liked movie. I like possessor. That was good. It was okay. I think it was It was cool. fucking Citizen Kane compared to this shit. <laughs> Well, now
3: I think you're just course correcting.
2: Well, I just don't think it's something <laughs> to be. Comp- I mean, sit I mean, there and go. say <laughs> I think you're just now sit the there and say I want people to watch this, and people should watch Ricochet.
3: Yeah, now that's yeah. yeah, that's where I stopped short of recommending that people watch it.
2: Oh, no, they should watch it. If you want your afternoon ruined, I mean, you'll have you'll have something to talk about. I'll give you that, Dottie. It's not like I'm, eh, whatever. I'll take it. It's not watching Paul Blart. Like you'll fucking have an opinion. He on movie. spend yeah. more
4: time talking about this movie than Nightmare Alley or Ghostbusters. I agree. I agree with you. So it's, you know, there's value
2: behind that. I enjoyed Nightmare Alley and Ghostbusters more than I enjoyed this movie, is what I would say. But it was not; they were not as interesting. You are, you are correct about that. I want Lithgow locked up. I, I don't know how <laughs> I can watch him in Dexter and think he's completely normal now. How did that guy do Third Rock from the that's, Sun? That's
3: that's what my how? mind immediately went to after watching this again. Was this was only a couple years before Third Rock from the Sun <laughs> hit the air, and he could not have been a more benign and beloved character
2: what about cliffhanger i mean he's supposed to be crazy coked out john lithgow on cliffhanger and he seems like a dad he's, he's, he's hanging he's like out Carl doing Winslow, whatever you know yeah. in that fucking movie <laughs> all right let's get out of here this is terrible um i mean you don't want
3: to
4: keep talking i don't i'm tired of talking folks oh. i just want to go up to my shack and get drunk and watch ricochet